Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning, KMA. That's my Abe impression. Good morning, everybody. It is, uh, I'm just going to call myself producer Paul, uh, coming to you live this morning with KMA Talk Radio. Uh, I'm opening because uh, there have been some issues with Abe's travels yesterday, but uh, he will be with us to talk about it. And of course, joining me is the goat himself everybody's uh favorite i don't know what to call you like philadelphian is that the right word i mean I, amongst Florida? other things yeah i can go with philadelphian south philadelphian and, i distinguish and joining us as well of course everybody's uh favorite correspondent coming in as a guest host again today is william cooper from cigar-hoop.com hey coop hey guys how's it going it's coop, going. Is that a real background or virtual it it is virtual, but it is the actual background behind me uh, because there's a sun glare. I'm down in Miami. I've been in Florida the last two weeks, but I've been in Miami right now. But that is the actual view from behind me. I took a picture of it right before. So you took a so you took a picture of the background behind you, and then used made a virtual background. Wow. Yeah, because otherwise it was glare. The glare was coming in really bad. But uh, <laughs> where I stay, that's a, I, I actually have a, a room right beside the pool, which is which is fantastic to have wow so this this is one of my favorite places to stay down here that's high Very level cool. yeah you've been like is the whole family with you touring around florida no they they we were in orlando um for about nine days before i came down here as the final i i'm doing the final leg of the trip we 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 took the whole family um my mom also came down and we we did our annual vacation in florida which we happened to time always with the drew estate barn smoker so oh, uh that worked well cool. and uh everyone's there with my son-in-law man what i said that that's high level thinking you know yeah We're... but you know it, it, believe it or not after barn smoker it was really family time i i don't get it's not a my kids are all over 21 to get all of them in the same place at that age you're gonna you're gonna find it's very difficult and we don't have a lot of time like that anymore just as they get older right. and they do their own things so it was really really good to do that um, and then, you know, I always look at an opportunity to get to Miami. So I went to Miami, even, even well, missed my wedding anniversary to go to Miami, even missed my wedding anniversary to go to Miami. Coop, uh, wow. that, that fa favorite place in the world, right? Yeah. But well, we celebrated our anniversary a few days beforehand. So it wasn't a big deal on that. But my wife was like, yeah, why don't you go down there? You don't get, you know, when you're down there, get down there. So I'm down there. Once you're, once you're married that long, it does, it's just another day 32 anyway, years, right? 32 years, Paul. I mean, it's, it's a long Wow. So, so Coop would, would. Miami be the preferable retirement place? Yes. It probably wouldn't be Miami. I think I'd be up further north where you guys are. Where you can just get to my where you can get there as much where as I you can want. get but there, yeah. Where, where I could get there, but you know, but it it probably wouldn't be Miami proper per se. Um 
Paul, you might as well just bring him I, in because he's not going to be able to see your text. Okay. I know uh, I know that there's a warehouse in Hialeah Gardens where they, they might have some space uh, where they put the barber chair at Espinoza. You know, maybe you could hang out there. Uh, you never know. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll be crashing there, but I'll also be, you know, um, I can always crash there for sure, but uh, I'll also probably crash at Christmas. <laughs> They're open late tonight, so. Oh, nice. All right, so we're going to bring Abe in a remote from an undisclosed location. There he is. Yeah, I'm not in sunny South Florida, I'll tell you that. It looks um, pretty sunny there, though. Uh, it, you know what? This is actually really nice weather. It's about, I guess, about 60, maybe 65 degrees, so it's cool, but not hot, which, you know, we're here for a wedding, so i got to be in a suit for like eight hours, so I, I'm actually happy about the coolness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's the one thing. Weddings in Florida in a full suit. And like you see here, too, it's it's weird here than any other place I've ever been in the country. People don't wear suits to weddings. I'm usually like one of like a few guys in a suit. You, it's acceptable because of the weather. I mean, usually I, I'll wear a sport jacket or something, but yeah, I won't do a suit in Florida. You, you know, it's interesting uh, how changing when you change your geographics, it actually changes your thought perspective because you just said it's like it's cool it's decent 65 in florida is like borderline cold yeah, yeah. We're, we're outside with a jacket on <laughs> but in chicago you're like ah oh, it's cool it's nice down here we'd be like ah oh, it's getting cold you know it's getting cold right. down here well you know chicago chicago is one of those weird places right i mean it could be like 30 today and then 80 tomorrow you know that's the way it's always been like especially this time of year as you go in between seasons it'll go from one extreme to another so right. it could be cold I'm and windy right. by tonight right literally so that's the nice thing, though. It could be 80 degrees at, during the day, and then at night, you know, you get like a cool 55. That's that's what I always loved about Long Island, that it's you get a hot summer day, but then at night it cools down. Here, it just gets more humid, and you you sweat more when you walk outside at night to walk the dogs and stuff than you do during the day half the time. Well, I This, this is not the fun time. I want to thank Coop for filling in for me today. This has really ended up being like, Pretty much almost a planes, trains, and automobile story. I've never had a more worse, I never had a worse one day trip of travel in my life than yesterday. <laughs> it was horrendous. Um, I mean, like literally, like you could do a documentary, it was just stupid, silly. I, I, I gashed the top of my head. I think American oh Airlines, I think American Airlines thinks I'm going to sue them. They're freaking out. Like, <laughs> literally, how you the, amazingly the, suddenly got a flight. The the pilot no dude that's listen to me this is so look we had to come to yeah this guy wedding. bumped his head let's get him let's get him on a flight get him where he needs to go we we, we had to go to my cousin's wedding so and you know we're, we're actually leaving on a big trip next weekend so I was really planning on not coming to his wedding I texted him I'm like listen I'm sorry I can't come like we're literally leaving the next weekend but you know it's a very close cousin of ours and actually my wife's like oh you gotta go so we planned this literally we we're flying in yesterday the wedding's today we fly back tomorrow so. Who, who's wedding? Fatty. He comes to the Great Smoke. He was I was going to say, who literally comes yeah. to everything. Everything. Yeah. Literally. Everything. So, came to my birthday party. So, um, we we booked the flight. Now, normally, I, I have a way I travel. Like, I will always book the first flight out. 5 a.m., 6 a.m., I don't care. I right. like being on early flights in the morning. And for whatever reason, I couldn't get one. So, we ended up leaving, like, at 1.30. Well, there was thunderstorms in West Palm Beach. And if there's a yeah, lightning strike. it was bad, strike, it was bad yesterday. Strike, if there's a lightning strike within 10 miles, they shut everything down. All flights are, yeah, all flights are grounded. Yeah. So we, we didn't leave for about an hour and a half later. And we literally had like an hour and a half for our connection, right? In, in Charlotte. So we don't make the connection and everybody's racing. And we finally get to the service desk and 
this guy can't get us anywhere near Chicago. He can't get us anywhere. He can't get us anywhere um, until 6 p.m. tonight, which the reception starts at 6. So there's no point coming at that point. Right. Right. So then we said, fuck it. Let's get, try to get home. We can't get home. Right. And you know how when you're talking to somebody, I always tell my wife sometimes I hear on the on a call with customer service and I'm like, just hang up, just hang up, hang up and call back because I can tell you got an idiot. That person no is point. not going to help you. Yeah. That person right, is not right. going to help you. Hang up, call back. And if you get somebody halfway intelligent, you're way better yeah. off. So I could tell talking to this guy, he was the least intelligent person there. There was two other women in this guy, and he's going through all these things. And the problem with me is, you know, I, I have to fly first class. I just don't fit in coach. You know, I, I just don't physically. Before I could afford first class tickets, I used to always buy two coach tickets to fly. I would literally buy two seats. And that way I knew I was always guaranteed to have an empty seat next to me, you know? Right. So then that's the other obstacle was trying to get home where we, we can get, you know, we can get the first class tickets we paid for. Because when, when, they're, when they're reassigning you a flight, man, there's no guarantee of shit. They just get you wherever they can get you. So the guy says he can't do it. Finally gets us on a 9 a.m. flight to come back to West Palm Beach today. And that's why I called Alex and look, I'm not going to be on the show. I'm going to be on a plane tomorrow and whatnot. So now I got to find a hotel because we got to spend the night in Charlotte. So I literally book a hotel, non-refundable. And that was an hour ordeal of getting that money back. I book a hotel and then the thing shows up in my app to check in for my 9 a.m. flight. So when I go to check in, it's all coach seats. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I try to call American Airlines. I'm sitting, I'm waiting for the shuttle to take us to the hotel looking for a place for us to go to dinner and it's fucking an hour and 20 minute wait or get a return phone call. So I'm like, uh, fuck this. I'm at the airport. Let's go inside. We go inside to the regular where you book your tickets and check in, you know, on the upper level. And we go up to this guy and I tell him the whole scenario. I'm like, this guy is supposed to be first class. And the guy says, well, why, why did you cancel going to Chicago? I said, we didn't cancel. The guy said he couldn't get it. He goes, I can get you on the 830 flight. I said, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God. So, oh, I'd be so pissed. So not only does this guy get us on the 830 flight, but now he's got to cancel the ticket for us coming back in the morning. Make sure we have the original ticket that we had coming from Chicago back to Mile, which got canceled. You know, gets us on this flight to coach seats. Right? So my wife's like, don't worry. You can just take a quarter of mine. You know, we'll, we'll bear with it for two and a half hours. You know? So I literally texted my cousin. I said, that's how much I love you. I'm actually flying coach to get, get over here. Cool. So how did it go? Curious. Did did you wind up with a rent a car? I'm getting there. It's part of this. Oh, I, was gonna say, I know. Oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> it's part of this series of unfortunate events, right? So, so my wife's seeing me having anxiety about this. We're literally like 30 minutes in the place. She's, Let me go ask. I said the guy said there was no first class seats. Why would you go ask? Undeterred, she goes up. And there was one first class seat. So she opted to let me sit first class while she sat in coach for the, for the ride to Chicago. So I didn't have to suffer. Wow. Yeah. Flying coach. But so then we get here. There's a lightning storm in Chicago. We can't get off the plane. Ah. So this, this rent a car six in the airport closed at 10 o'clock. I'm trying to call them. Forget about customer service in this country. It's mind boggling. You, there isn't a human being alive. Sixth rent a car, literally you can't get to a human being if your life depended on it, right? Right. So we finally get, my wife is running. At this point, I'm beat up. I'm exhausted. She's running. We get to the counter, and I'm not bullshitting you. It hasn't become 10.01 yet. 
the second hand is still moving from 10 o'clock to 10.01 in the minute. And they said, we're closed. I said, what do you mean we're closed? I said, what do you mean we're closed? Now, now, granted, my dad would come and pick me up, but my dad's 83 years old. And it's a thunderstorm. And I'm not making him drive to O'Hare Airport at 11 o'clock, 11.30 at night. I'm like, fuck this. So they said, listen, at 10 o'clock, this shit shuts down like automatic. A safe slot. We can't get the keys. There's nothing we can do. So luckily, the Avis lady heard what was going on. She writes us a car. Oh, I forgot to say about So when we're getting on the plane first class, I go to put my luggage and Brandy's luggage up on top. And then I go to sit down. Now, you know the, the bins that have the luggage? Yep. Um, I guess the molding was missing. I really didn't notice. So the wood that it's made out of was exposed. So I hit my head. And let me tell you something. Normally, the, the molding would have just been a bump, but it just took a whole slab of skin off the top. Yeah, of he head. sent me a oh picture. My it's, God. One of those, it's one of those, like, that like a bird. It burns. It burns. Like a bird. Like, like a, yeah. It looks like a concrete burn. So I'm going to look like Gorbachev this whole summer, probably. <laughs> oh. So, and they're freaking out. Literally, like, the <sighs> pilot came up with Neos, the, the, the pilot came up with Neosporin and Band-Aids and whatever. I'm like, man, just give me oh something to stop the bleeding and let me get the fuck off this plane. So we end up getting here 11 o'clock, whatever. So I text the guys and said, I'll be on this morning, right? And go pull my laptop out. No power. Go to plug it in. I care, I, I drag this laptop across three states, brought across the whole country. No power cable. And oh, Alex my God. Starts, wait. So Alex starts laughing. I, I told both of you guys, wait. Listen, boys are worse. Wait till your boys get older, man. You won't find any of your shit. They'll be taking the charges. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, Oh, let me get, yeah, Coop will tell you. And wait, uh, wait yeah. till food, because boys eat like locusts. Oh, my you're gonna goodness. Come home, and you're never going to find food. Anything you like or anything you want, they're going to eat it. Yeah, and they just cleaned us out when we were vacationing in Orlando. Trust me. Like, we bought a ton. We had to go shopping three times. Oh, my God. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Carmine has this new thing he does now. Apparently, pillows are too small to wrestle. Um, <laughs> so, he, so he literally comes takes a couch cushion off the couch to bring into his room to be his his wrestling match. That's, so I that's what minus, my boys do. They take all the cushions off. Cushion. They'll start moving your car key. You know, I, I'm a guy by nature. Like I literally set my car keys in the same spot every day. I never have to look for them. Mm-hmm. You know? They'll start moving your car keys. Oh, they had to go run to your car. They left something in there. Then they'll put it somewhere you'll never find it. And when you go to look for your car keys, they're all at school. You're like, where the? Oh, then they'll yeah. start taking your car, Abe. That's, that's You're going to get hey. to that point. Yeah, that's that's happened. So car keys has happened to me twice. Stephanie's last two leases, I could not find my keys because they play with them. I they go yep. in the same spot every day I come in. You know those? Her she drives a Mercedes. It's seven hundred dollars for a key. Yeah. Oh so yeah, twice now I've had to and pay. I've had to pay seven hundred dollars for freaking keys for returning yeah, leases. Right. I was oh god, it's the worst. I can tell you how many uh, how many and new Paul, remotes. And Paul, you're driving the golf cart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But we ended uh, up I don't leave it. the house. We ended up making it. I don't have a computer set up, but I wanted to jump on. So, okay, I, I can at least mess with the Burger Beast. This is a challenge. Yeah. See, what he secretly doesn't know, I flew into Chicago to get some secrets from some local chefs here. Yeah. Uh, really well, so we're going to we're gonna talk to uh, – we have Terrence and Josh uh, to talk about the, the, the special five-pack that Smoke In has. So I want to bring them, in, them on first. So let's do this. So we have uh, it's a good time to talk about it since we get to our guests. So we have Terrence Riley from Agonor Salif and Joshua Katz 
from so guys tell us a little bit about this special five pack that uh you've done in collaboration with smoke in well i i guess uh josh uh, uh his father um reached out to me through a mutual or common friend a couple of years ago uh regarding the organization and uh, i'll let uh, uh josh talk about it um and and we thought it was an incredible cause so we we put together a sampler of five of our best cigars our rare leaf supreme leaf our two signature uh, selections and uh ombre libre as alex is holding up right there and uh and a portion of the proceeds go towards this organization um uh, and i'll let josh uh, talk about that because it's a really great cause yeah josh tell us about the organization all right well um before i do that i just wanted to thank um everybody who was involved in this. Um, so, uh, at, oh my God, sorry. Uh, uh, Agnarosa, uh, Leaf Terrence, uh, the Smokin' for hosting the event and for uh, dissimilar lighters. I wanna thank all you guys and everybody who came out. Um, means a lot to me. So, um, my organization is called POW MIA Ori. It is a program where I go out and live read all the names of all the soldiers interred at a national cemetery. And I go out and place one of these challenge coins let me flip it over the right way. I place one of these challenge cool. coins on every single headstone. And when I'm done with the event, I will pick up all the challenge coins, give them out to the family members so they know that their loved ones haven't been forgotten. I ended up uh, starting this event eight years ago in 2014 through Boy Scouts. And I still run it through the Boy Scouts where I go over to different national cemeteries and I find out um, what troops and what groups are in the area. I teach them how to do the event, how to place the coins correctly, how to walk around in the national cemeteries being respectfully and bring them through the entire process of my event in order to show them um, what needs to be done. And that way they can continue it on their own. And I don't need to uh, fly out everywhere every single time I host my event. So you're passing, you're passing on the tradition to yep, others exactly. so that we can have a, it can be more widely spread basically across the country. Yep, exactly. My hope and goal is to get it to be uh, nationwide. Um, before the pandemic hit, uh, we were uh, basically going to the four corners of the country and just slowly going in. But because of the pandemic, it uh, obviously put a hindrance on that. So we're now starting sure. to um, get back onto that. Um, I went up to Oregon and Washington in order to uh, find some national cemeteries up there. They love the idea up there. I have um, people up in New York that are going to be helping me expand it over there. And I plan on probably going over to um, other side, uh, the below side towards like California and Texas in order to uh, go in from there. Wow. And this has some of the most sought after Aganorsa products, Terrence. I mean, the Supreme yeah. Leaf. The rare leaf. I mean, this is a good five pack. Actually, I'm looking at all the cigars in there. Yeah, we, we wanted to be a special pack. We've never sold these cigars together. Um, so we, 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 there's a rare supreme, like you said, both signature selections, and then uh, ombre libre. We thought was a, a good addition as well from our lunatic line, and uh, it can, includes a card that talks about the organization. So uh, we only we made uh, 200 of these, uh, and they're all available through Smoke In. Alex, can they buy it on the website? Yes, they can. They, if they go to uh, smokein.com, it's the first slider on the homepage. They'll be able to see it. Okay, it so smokein.com, check it out. It goes towards a great cause. Thank you guys for joining us today. We just wanted to get the word out there. Josh, seriously, thank you for what you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing. Thank you.
Guys, All right, thank guys. you so much for having us. Have a, have a great show. Take care, guys. We'll see you soon, Terrence. All right, Take bye. Care, well, that's cool. Is Abe back? Yeah, there he is. All right. Yeah, I Abe. just want to mention, if anybody's interested in those packs, I really do believe I was texting with Mox and Briggs this morning. There's like less than 20 of them left in that whole run, so there won't be a lot. Coop's got so, one in his hands there. But, yeah. Listen, uh, Terrence and kid, this is a great value. What you get in this pack, you get no, like, it really, it's a no-brainer, and plus the cause is great. Honestly? No, that's great. This may be the only place you can get yourself a Supreme Leaf right now. Is oh, this yeah. Pack. Oh, yeah. I was, was going to say. Toro. Yeah. It's a Toro size, which a Toro. I don't think you can get anywhere. Yeah, right, right. now. They're, right. They're, they're long gone. Is that what we smoked when we were up at uh, up in Orlando, Alex? No, we that was a, Toro? Well, that was a the boxed press Toro. Oh, right. Okay. Released. This is this looks like a this a round coupe. No, it's a it's a box press. It's just it's slightly box pressed. Oh yeah, it's slightly box pressed. Yeah, it's okay. um, but yeah, they um, they haven't released this size in no. over a year. So absolutely right. So That's what we it, smoked when we went to Tampa at Corona. Point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Is is that is that what you meant by Orlando when we were in Tampa? I meant I meant Tampa. I'm okay. sorry. I meant it's Tampa. Literally in my head, I'm like, when did fucking Alex and Paul go to Orlando together? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going we go to Disney. So when the, so the fuck did Alex I meant, the Disney trip covertly in there? Like, listen, I get around. I don't go to Disney. <laughs> it, it was, we did not when we, Disney when we were there. I'm going to tell you that Paul knows that. I know there's no Turkish yeah. bathhouse in Orlando, so I am trying to figure, <laughs> trying to figure it out. <laughs> All right, well, so mean, a, we we have another special guest coming on before our meet your makers. That uh, Abe, I, I'm glad you're on to talk about this, but you have a pretty big uh, big event coming up where you're going to be kind of under the gun, man. Like people are going to be yeah. looking to you for this competition. You want to talk about the burger battle, the Camacho yeah, get, get, burger battle? Get get the beast on. Let me let me let me, let me chit chat right. with him. Here he is, the burger beast himself. What's up, guys? Seth, hey, how you Gonzalez, doing? AKA the burger beast. So Camacho came to me with this idea about doing this thing called the Camacho Bold Burger Battle, and they're doing a series of events. Um, I guess with a bunch of stores, and they were telling me how it works. And I guess Seth is going to come out to a location and do his famous burgers and they were gonna they were looking for somebody local to kind of do a burger to compete and i'm like uh, why am i gonna bring somebody local man I, i'll compete against them so this this is literally gonna be i'm gonna cook a burger he's gonna cook a burger and there'll be 50 guys in the store who will be the judge and i gotta i gotta give it to seth really i mean i got nothing to lose because he's the beast <laughs> right and, you know, I'm the underdog in this situation. He's the beast. But, Seth, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, how you got the title, The Burger Beast, and, and what exactly does The Burger Beast do? Wait a second. I mean, what do you mean I don't got anything to lose? What if I lose to you? No, I don't have anything to lose. It's hard. I'm the underdog. I'm, I'm the expected loser here. You know, you, you, the guy named The Burger Beast is supposed to win, in my opinion. Well, regardless of what happens, I'm going to talk crap, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> we we wouldn't we wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, um, Bur uh, I, the Burger Bee started as a blog in 2008. I was just kind of writing about places I love to eat, and then it kind of grew into this thing where I started doing food events and started doing road trips across the country. And I wrote a book of, uh, a few years ago called All About the Burger, about the history of the burgers and. Five years ago, I started doing burger pop-ups, and it's just 
everything revolving around uh, comfort food. And um, that that's what I do, you know, and I kind of sh shine the spotlight on a lot of mom and pops. That's my main thing, you know. Um, this and, is your full-time, this is your full-time career. Yeah, yeah, I was in retail awesome. management for a long time. And then in 2011, I left to do this full-time. And it was, uh, I was curating a lot of food truck events. So uh, it allowed me the opportunity to make the jump. My mother, uh, you know, I'm married. I just want to bring that before I bring up my mom, this think this guy, before anyone thinks I'm living at home with my mom. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, uh, you know, my mom's like, are you crazy? You're going to leave your insurance at your job and your bonuses. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I started uh, doing it full time and we just found our way just doing, I mean, we set a Guinness world record for the largest parade of food trucks. And, I was uh, just going to mention that. It's something I read about the other day. I, that, that's pretty cool. The largest parade of food trucks. And and you were, weren't you one of the first guys to really in, in the Miami area to like kind of start the whole food truck thing? Was that, was that something I read I, about I you? I did the first event in Florida, the first food truck event okay. in Florida. Wow. We did That's it at, awesome. Uh, we did it in downtown at the Adrian Arts Center. Yeah. And it was supposed to be an arts festival, and it ended up just being really everyone was there for the food. Probably one of the hottest days. Can ours. you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. Alex came on, and I just lost sound. As soon as he popped back up on screen. I have that effect on Sounds about right. Shit. Sure. <laughs> well, oh, while he talks yeah. about that, dude, Seth, you also have a restaurant, right? Or is that – am yeah, I, yeah. Am I, re I reading I, that I, incorrectly? Yeah. In so Miami, tell us about the restaurant, man. Sure, sure. Um, Miami Springs, which is right near the airport, because kind of people don't know where Miami Springs is. Miami Airport. Uh -huh. uh, it's called Crackers Southern Dining, and it's all Southern comfort food. Um, so you can and that's get your thing. You know, like shrimp and grits, and and you know my burgers are available there. They're not always available. They're kind of like a secret menu item. If you ask for it, they'll make it for you. But it's not ah, uh, like Terrence Riley's restaurant. Alex, he's got secret stuff on his menu. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. actually, it's funny. It's interesting. Seth does have a little bit of a, a a home field up here. I forget the guy's name. I wish I remembered it. But I had a guy who called in. He's local. He comes to our shops. But he uh, he said he's actually friends with you, and he's uh, he's going to be here, Seth. So you have it won't just be smoking through <laughs> rooting for Abe. He'll have a little cheering section as well. I I Jeez. I hope everyone's cheering against me. I like being the villain. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, I, I, so, I do got to, I do got to say, I'm taking ahead, this seriously. I have, uh, I've been getting advice and tips because, look, and, and listen, even though this is like a hardcore competition, I don't think you have to both of us want to win. Seth was actually a gentleman because, like, I even had to ask him some tips. I'm like, look, I've never cooked a burger on a flat grill. You know, I've always used a, you know, a, a, a barbecue pit, you know, a gas or a coal grill. And he's like, oh, my guy will be there. So if you have any questions, he'll be able to help you out. But. I've been I've been I've been practicing. I got I got a couple of things that I, I, I taste testing. So by Wednesday, I think I'm I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna be ready. So I got all the ingredients lined up by Tuesday. I should have everything, and I'm going for the win. Wow. I'm going for the burger win. And and look honestly, if I try your burger and it needs something, I'll give you some of my sauce and help you out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so so the Camacho Bold Burger Battle will be Wednesday, May 25th at 5 p.m. You can get tickets on smokein.com. Uh, it comes with a really cool uh, pack for the day. And then how does it work, guys? The, everybody's going to get to taste your burger that's at the event. They get half of it, one of Abe's and half of one of Burger Beast's. Yep. Right. And then there, they decide. If, yeah, if you're there live and you bought a live ticket, 
you'll get your Camacho Bold Hype Kit, which is a five pack and some seasoning rub from Coconut Cartel and this chocolate covered bacon strip. You know, it's a whole little package. You'll get that when you show up to the live event. Co the fine folks from Coconut Cartel Rum will be there live doing a tasting. Um, and Seth and I will be cooking. He'll be doing his burger. I'll be doing mine. They'll be cutting them in half and serving them. So you get half of his, half of mine, and then you'll have a little scorecard. And then we're going to collect all the ballots and then we're going to we're going to see who wins. And then Seth's bringing some nice signed books. We're going to raffle off uh, by drawing all the uh, cards. Now, if you're at home, you can still participate virtually. You can get the same hype kit. The fine folks even at Coconut Cartel Rum even include a little sampling for you so you can participate completely. And my man Alex, we do it a broadcast so you can watch the Burger Beast and I working at it and serving up the burgers. And we'll see uh, we'll see who ends up being. Who. Is, is this your first burger battle event? No, second. Second. All right. So we'll see. Now, the first event you did, did they bring in somebody or did you end up just doing they, they it yourself? No, no, no. See? No, we're we're, we're going to be. <laughs> you're, the, you're the guinea pig. <laughs> we, like, we like to set Very the standard. Cool. That's what it is. We like to set the standard. But yeah, I mean, how. how uh, this should be that? interesting. Honestly, the common ball versus the burger beef. <laughs> Put Paul on the spot. I think. I don't remember uh, if I'm. Uh, I'm going to uh, Disney that week, but. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll when be you, here. When are you going to Disney? Again? When are you going to Disney? Next weekend. Again, it's I haven't been Wednesday. there for two and a half Wednesday. days. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. What are you going to be? Well, Thursday is my birthday. Look We're going to nervous stretch. Uh, how do I get out of this one? <laughs> Come on, Paul. It's Wednesday. It's a burger battle. A burger uh, beast battle. No, I think yeah. I can go. I think I can go Wednesday, actually. Did you I think I can go because we're not leaving till Thursday. Did you hear his comment? I haven't been to Disney in two and a half months, bro. <laughs> Seriously, you like the opinion. I haven't been to sometimes. Disney in 39 years. Uh, Seriously. <laughs> exactly. Look, like, if you're going to Orlando, you should only be going to Gatorland, and that's it. No, Absolutely. <laughs> Gatorland. Oh, man. That place is great. That place, place is good. I like that place. <laughs> we're, we're still trying well, to cool, guys. a little bit. Are there still uh, are there still tickets available, guys? Yep, yep. We got a little bit of tickets for both the live, though the live is gonna be close because I haven't really looked at it. But we got some live tickets still left, and we got some virtual, so you can do either one. Just go to smokein.com and you can pick up your ticket. But I'm and looking forward so to the it. Camacho Burger Battle. And not only am I gonna destroy you, I'm also gonna bring some sauces that we can give away. God damn it! Well, but, you, so, so listen, I got, I got I got he sells sauces. I got a, I got a question. What you gonna do when Burger Beast runs wild on you, brother? Yeah. <laughs> so listen, I yeah. got a secret sauce. The secret sauce right. is either gonna it's either gonna make me or break me. So <laughs> I, I tested it out on my whole family the other day. They all loved it. So we'll see. I got a secret sauce going on there. So I'm not coming unprepared. This yeah, is the guy who put in I put in some time and effort in this one. Yeah, my, my sauce is a guava sriracha ketchup. So and that's oh wow out there. Wow, okay. that actually said nice. oh, now I have to come. Yeah, way, to, well, way cool. to be way to be supportive of your home team, Paul. Guava Sriracha sauce. Now I have to come. <laughs> All right. Oh well, God. Burger Beast, Seth, it's great. It's great to talk to you. We will uh we'll look forward to that live event on the 25th. That's yeah. next Wednesday, May 25th at 5 p.m. Tickets still available at smokein.com. Thank you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right, take care. Before I well, hop that off, was I cool. Wanna, before I hop off, I just want to give a little bit of credit where credit's due. First off, I think yeah. my man Evan Darnell hooking me up with Easy Meats, who are making me a special patty for this event, and um, the fine folks at um, 
Potions and Motions. I actually went to their warehouse the other day. They gave me a couple pointers. The guy flat grilled a burger for me there. And that's where I'm getting my special sauce. So a little sexy sauce? No, because the, oh, the, the sexy stuff is too sweet. True. So it would make it a really, really sweet liquor. But True. but I will say this. Part of my uh, my secret attack is there will be some sexy bacon included. Mm. Oh. Oh, you see that light up? See that light up? So, yeah. yeah. All right. No, All right. no I'm not taking Bacon, not bacon taking is this, a secret weapon. There's no doubt. I'm not, I'm not taking this lightly, man. I'm going, I'm going for the win. Well, good for you, man. All right, we are we. Do we have to say goodbye to you, Abe, before yeah, we bring man, in our meet your makers? Literally, I'm at my parents' house. I got no stand. I'm holding this phone up. I keep switching my hands because it's getting tired holding it up. So I've got to hop off. I want to. Phone. I want you to take a video of your parent. This is the house you grew up in that they're in. This is literally the house I grew up in for the first 26 years of my life. Oh. Can you just take us into your bedroom quick? Is that possible? <laughs> well, I just want to see it. My old bedroom doesn't look nothing. But yeah, so this is like the main street. It's called Harlem. Wow. This is this is the house behind me. Uh, get it in there. Yeah, so, typical um, typical suburban uh, Chicago home, big. So what's funny is this street right here, everybody's going to get a little tour. They're doing some kind of major construction in front of my family's house, but this street right down here, if you can see it, see that street? Yeah. If, if you go two miles straight, you hit the high school I went to, Notre Dame High School for Boys. So it's okay. straight down this street. This street here, Harlem, is a main road. And this is where most of the people who went to my high school, who lived like in the suburbs of Chicago, would come and they'd turn here. And when we were in the state playoffs, this was a guest bedroom window. So I literally spray painted a big bed sheet, you know, go Dons of Notre Dame and put our logo and it hung out there for like the whole off season when we were in the state playoffs. The, the whole time it was sitting out there and everybody who was driving down saw it. But yeah, this is yeah, where I grew up. all the time. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, they were honking the house. So I lived like in a strategic spot when I went to high school. My wife's, <laughs> get, my, my wife's gonna get mad. She's got some kind of dress crisis. She came out during the show, so I have to. Oh boy! But yeah, run, yeah, run. Yeah, simple, simple, basic house. My parents. Oh, it's nice, this, big. It, that's the famous room that everybody, especially Italians, would know. That's the room that nobody ever uses. Nobody sits in. Yeah, Nobody I, have yeah. I, I have that room. No nope. plastic on the. Uh... No, yeah, exactly. Why not? Thing, but nobody ever sits in that room. And then <laughs> this, is, this is our basic, you know, the main living room. This is where we would spend most of our time. The one thing I do miss in Florida, which I used to live, is one of these. Basement? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, basements are great. So in my teenage years, wherever that's kind of where I lived, when I had a graphics company, I took it over. I gotta make sure I don't put anybody. But yeah, this, this is the room that nobody, nobody. Uh, yeah, that's the formal, the formal uh, living yeah. room or the parlor, like Coop has. Parlor, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't use it. That's the idea. I, I dad, brought it out for special occasion. Yeah. My dad's uh, Arab picture, and oh, that's your dad. That that's oh, that one's my dad. That's the Raj, okay. and then my wow. grandfather's. My grandfather's up here somewhere. It's hard to. Yeah, geez, I thought that was your grandfather. I've seen pictures of your grandfather no. before. That's my grandfather, and then I don't know what's in the room I grew up in. But it's three I bet you it's the same. No, no, no. My dad uses it like a desk now, whatever. So this was my bathroom growing up. My wife sounds like she's not gonna open the door. 
this is this is the room we're staying in. This is my brother's old room, my younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you what's cool. I think I posted a picture of this before. Kevin Sheehan posted something that he found like in first grade or something. This I made in kindergarten. Oh my god, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, show that. Wow. Whoa, uh, kind of scary, I'm not gonna lie. Self-portrait. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what this was. Is that a cigar? <laughs> yeah, it might be. On the nose, kind of? <laughs> yeah, look at it. Even back then. But I, I drew this on a paper plate in kindergarten, and they make it into a hard plate, and, it, and it's still here. That's adorable. It is. It's still you, here. You should sell those at Smoke In. All right, I'm so fascinated this, by this, but yes, Alex, yeah. tell me if this is boring, because I this is like... Well, I know, Paul, but this, you is make room, this is the room I grew up in. I mean, we got some guests waiting. There you go. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Wow, that's a that's a tour of where I grew up. There you go. All right, I just needed that. I needed that for my own edification. This is how you make an Abe. This is how you make an Abe. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, Abe. I Abe, appreciate you being in touch. Give my regards to Danny and Ariel. Have a great show, fellas. All right, take care, Abe. All right. All right. So we're gonna bring them. Uh, we're gonna bring them on. We'll do our meet your maker video and bring on uh, Danny and Ariel. Here we go. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. And joining us, not for their first time on KMA, but uh, joining us once again, friends of the show, Danny Dickwich and his daughter, Ariel from La Serena Cigars. Welcome, guys. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Can you just flip that? Ariel and his and her I'm father. Sorry. <laughs> How well, are you? You kind of you you kind of run the show with the with the brand, right? That's that's the the deal. We're a team. We're a team. But when I started, it was oh Danny's daughter Ariel, Danny's daughter Ariel, and now it's right. oh you're Ariel's father, you're Ariel's father. So I like to rub it in every once in a while. <laughs> so <laughs> so take us through this, guys. Well, now Danny, you are. You're you were supposed to be back in New York with Ariel, but now you're. Tell us what you had a, a whole travel issue too, right? Yeah, well, it was very funny. So I'm I'm in Vegas, and I get a message from Abe that he's having travel problems, and he's having major issues, and he may not be on the show. I so I text him back, "Are you canceling the show, or are you just not going to be on the show?" And he said, right. oh, the show must go on. I said, great. And then two hours later, I'm on the phone with my wife. She goes, have you checked your airline, your flight? I said, no, why? And she said, it's raining here in New York. I checked. My flight's canceled three hours. No problem. Uh. I, was leaving, I was leaving at 10 a.m. to land at 6. So now it's leaving at, so I was landing at 10 p.m. to leave, land at 6 a.m. Now it's 12.44 a.m. landing at 8.44 a.m. Perfect. I get to the airport. I have no bags. Jump in the car. Get home. Ariel and Max will set everything up in our man cave, and uh, I'll be there at a quarter to nine to, you know, do what I got to do. Be there right. Just come right from the airport and be right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, I always fly. Well, we'll get to that. So anyway, then two hours later, I'm having dinner, and I get a message from Delta. My flight's canceled. 
and they put me on the 7.10 a.m. flight. That means 10 o'clock, 10.10, your time. So I said, that can't happen. I have the radio show. Right. What, you know, so now, like Abe, I'm flying first class, and they moved me to the 7.10 flight first class. No problem. I call Ariel up. I said, what am I doing? She goes, you better figure something out. Now I'm uh, having dinner on hold for Delta. And I eventually get someone on the phone. I said, listen, I'm supposed to be flying out tonight. They delayed it. They canceled it. Now they have me flying at 710, 1010 New York time. I'm supposed to be on a radio show at 945. She goes, well, the next two flights are canceled. Not canceled. I'm uh, sorry. We're sold out. So I said, what about the... 10 o'clock flight Saturday night, which gets me in at 6 a.m. Sunday morning. And this way I could do the radio show from Vegas. I mean, technology is amazing. And yeah. actually, uh, originally when we booked this, I was going to be in Vegas till Saturday night red eye. But then I said, no, I want to be in the man cave with Ariel doing the show. We haven't done the show for a while together. I've been on the show separately. She's been on the show separately. We've been on the, sh the show together, your wedding weekend. Oh, and by yep, the way, yep. Your birthday's Thursday. Ariel's birthday is Tuesday. So. Oh, nice. A fellow Gemini. Yeah. Lots of personalities on this call, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, but the problem was, like Abe, we can get you on the 10, 10 p.m. flight Saturday night, but we can't give you your first class. What are you talking about? First class is sold out. I said, well, I, I got to do the show. I, I'm going to have to fly coach. And right after they booked me on coach, I got upgraded to my Delta Comfort. And they won't guarantee me first class, but before I got on the radio, I checked. There's two seats available, and I'm number one on the list. So if nobody, oh, pays, nobody yeah. pays that $1,000 to fly, then I will get the first class. But that's besides the point. So I had to be on the radio show. But just like Abe was willing to suffer for his cousin... I was Dad's willing to suffer, to suffer for this show. Right. Wow. And you. <laughs> and me. So guys, so guys, take me back. I mean, we I always felt like uh, we have like a connection because we're all Long Island folks. And and I've been to the shop years, years ago when I lived on the island uh, in Great Neck. But but tell me, Ariel, from your perspective, back in 2009, you guys did a collaboration, right? This is kind of how this whole thing started. So tell us about that story. What was the collaboration? What led to you guys starting the brand? Yeah. So I always say that like the cigar industry was just a happy accident for me. I mean, it really was. It was, <laughs> I grew up with my grandfather smoking cigars and pipes, my father smoking cigars and pipes, but you know, I didn't think anything of it except that I actually liked the smell. You know how some people are like, like they have negative you know, memories of smells for me, it was always people right. that I loved. So I always yep. enjoyed it unless it's a, unless it's a bad cigar. And then it's like, Ooh, can I switch that for you? Um, but so when I got into the cigar industry, it was really just to hang out with my dad. It was because I loved being in the room with other cigar smokers, the stories they tell and like the camaraderie. I just thought that was so cool. And from that, we met Renee Castaneda, who at the time was uh, the vice president of Miami cigar and company, um, with Nestor Miranda. And he hired me for my first paid cigar gig, which was to, you know, cut and light cigars at an event. Um, and the only requirement was that I didn't mind cigar smoke. So I passed that. Um, but what happened was at my first event, 
I was like, this is so boring. I'm not, I, I don't want to just stand here and cut and light cigars. I want to talk to people. So like, can you teach me about the cigars? This is at my first event ever. After that first event, I became the person like pushing the cigars at the event. I was helping, you know, the men and the women who were looking to buy a new cigar, try a new cigar, find the blend that I thought would be right for them and the size that they might, you know, gear towards. And I just loved it. And what Renee had noticed was it was the first time that I, you know, generally a young woman was selling cigars in the humidor and it was working like people liked it. They thought it was cool. They weren't just talking to another guy. And he's like, right. So you do. He's like, you seem to love it. You seem to be passionate about it. This is like fast forward a year at this point. My dad, my dad's very smart. When he sees that I'm interested in something, he takes me there. So, you know, when we, when I was 13, my family took me to Israel. It like it grew my passion for, for Israel and Judaism. When he saw that I was into cigars, he took me to Honduras. We went to the Camacho factory with Christian Aurora and I watched cigars being made the entire process. And that was it for me. I was hooked. I, you guys, have, you guys have all been there. It's life changing. You, you don't. I can't explain to someone a product that is a hundred percent made by hand. It just it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. That's where I had my first cigar ever. Um, then I started smoking. Oh, good. That I was my that was my it. next question. So, <laughs> yeah. so were you were you nervous with your first cigar? Because how old were you? You you were you weren't like a you were somewhat yeah. older at least from 22, like when people 23. start smoking cigars. Yeah. Were you I mean, nervous? I was like that. You might not like it. I was nervous that I wouldn't like it. And I was also nervous because you, you know, everyone's like, don't inhale. I've never, I don't smoke anything that I have to inhale. So <laughs> they were like, don't inhale. I'm like, what does that even mean? If you, if it's too much, you might get sick. You know, and the, the beautiful thing though, about the guys that I was with, no one said, Oh, you're a girl. Why don't you try a flavored cigar? Because I think that would have just been like a right. turnoff for me. It was like, let's just start with like a lighter cigar, more of like an earthy flavor instead of a spicy flavor. Um, mm -hmm. but so I was, I was a little nervous and there was a big crowd and they were all looking at me. There's a little bit of a funny oh, story that one of my dad's uh, old business partners turned down a cigar at Christian Aurora's factory and was never invited back. So I was like, I knew when I was going on this trip that I was smoking this trip. <laughs> right. Um, well, you had to. I, gotta, I gotta tell you, you know, that your requirement for your first job, even though it was only one requirement, that's not a small requirement. I can't tell you how many times we've hired bartenders. You're going to be okay with the smoke. Oh yeah. Yeah. No problem. A week later, they come back. They're like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just can't deal with the smoke. So it's a single requirement, right. but it's not a small one. You really got to be able to deal with it. But I, I'd spent so much time in the cigar lounge watching games, right. hanging out that we knew, thank God, that I was good with that one. Like, check. You get to the point right, where you right. noticed it. Right. right. So, um, sorry, that was a long-winded version to say that Renee then came back and said, like, you clearly love this. You're clearly passionate about it in a way that we, none of us knew when we thought, you know, when you were a, a college student working events with us. But, like, would you be interested? Right. And now at this point, I'm in grad school. I'm getting a master. I'm getting a dual master's degree at Columbia University in education, and Renee's like, "Do you want to just start a cigar brand with us? Like, let's go in. We'll be. It'll be under Miami Cigars. You'll be part of it from the beginning all the way till the end. Like, you get to work on the blends and pick the blends. You get to do the marketing and come up with the name." And I was like, "This sounds like the coolest thing I've ever been offered in my entire life." And yes, yeah, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. That's I mean, wow. It's so, so geez, that's so like such an out there, like from, from helping to all of a sudden you're now in charge of a brand. Yep. And it felt and, like that too. <laughs> that blend you guys came up with that original La Serena, that broadleaf, and you worked on it with Pepin. 
That that's I still think that's the best broadleaf ever to come out of that factory. It was amazing that cigar. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. And that felt like because you know, I, look, there were a lot of there were a lot of eyes on us, yeah. right? This young girl, you know, I got the when we first announced it. So many people asked me, "Are you going to come out with a flavored cigar?" And I was like, "I don't even smoke." Not that listen, there's nothing wrong with flavored cigars. People, there are people that love them, but that's not what I smoke. Why would I come out with that? Um, and to work with Pepin and my father's cigars, it was a big deal. So I yeah. wanted to make sure that it was the right it, cigar. It was a bold, spicy. I mean, it was a really good cigar, um, and I think it really just set the, the, the you know the table for you guys for the next you know decade after that for sure. Thank you. Yeah, Coop has been supporting us from day one. I mean, if you, yeah. I feel like if you Google me, we have interviews from when I was, you know, pre-kids. <laughs> yeah. I now, mean, is, your, is your sister is your sister still involved in the company? Was it Mariah that we've Mariah. spoken to in the past? When I can drag her into it. I mean, she still loves it, but she loves it, and she loves she loves like the people aspect for sure. She didn't right, quite right. get the bug for the cigars in terms of the way that they're made and, but you know why? She probably hasn't been to the factory yet. We should probably fix that, dad. That might be the, di I mean, really, cause that's for me when it all, when it all came together. I think right. every single person right. needs to, at one point in their life, if you are even interested in cigars, you need to go to a cigar factory. My kids now, they're young, but I will tell you that when we, we went to a, we went to a steakhouse to use the bathroom on our walk, uh, you know, through Manhattan, they had to use the bathroom. So we went, it was a steakhouse. It was not a cigar bar, but there was one guy sitting outside smoking a cigar. And they're like, are we at, are we at, uh, are we at Poppy's store? Like they think of cigars the same way that I grew up thinking of cigars. That, so that was me special. too. My grandfather always smoked cigars yeah. and I loved that smell. It was the yeah. same thing. Mm -hmm. But Danny, you've been in the business for a long time too. So I mean, tobacco, tobacco plaza in, in great neck. I mean, how long did, did the kids grow up just, you know, smelling that smell because you had the store? Well, not really. Um, well, first of all, tobacco plaza is celebrating our 50th anniversary this year. And it was, it was started by my partner, Marshall Holman. And I was in construction my whole life with my father and my brother. And then when my dad passed away, about 19 years ago now is when I bought in and went into the cigar business. I okay. okay. I, reti I retired from construction and um, went into the cigar business. And um, so they, 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 they smelled cigars from, you know, my brother, my father, me smoking. And, and, and back in the day, my father smoked in the house. You know, there was no... You know, you need a separate room or you need this, or you need right. that, you know, wherever he wanted to be, that's where he was. So, I mean, and, and it's very funny. So my father's thing, Ariel's is his first grandchild. And, you know, you have a cigar in your mouth all the time. And Ariel, my dad would always take Ariel's full hand. My dad was a big guy, six foot four. His hands were like uh, baseball gloves. And he would take and he'd take her whole hand in his mouth and then. She smelled like a cigar afterwards. It was very funny, but um, she she grew up with the family smoking, but not in the store. I didn't buy in. Okay. Uh, Nineteen years ago. I'll tell you. I think it might okay. have been even more special for us because you know we watched we watched. I mean, I'm speaking for me and my sisters, but for me personally, I watched my dad leave a family business that he had done for our, from the minute that I remember. Like my whole memory of, from childhood was my dad being a contractor. And leaving that 
to go into an industry that he loved. And mm -hmm. it was a big change for us. It was a big change for us financially. It was a big change for us with a schedule shift. It was a big change. For, it was just like it, it, it rocked the family. But I think in such a positive way, like when your parents who are your role models ultimately are willing to say, I want to, I need to change something and I want to be happy. And really, truly, he would come home happy every day. And he'd be so happy that he'd be hanging out at the cigar store even when he wasn't working, which is how I started hanging out. Like, that's how I was getting daddy time. I was like, oh, you're watching mm -hmm. the Yankee game at the shop today? I guess, guess I'm coming for the, you know, guess I'm coming to the shop to watch the game. Right. Um, so even though he didn't own the store my whole life, I think, and I'm sure if he did, I would have been in there just even younger. But it was really cool, like, as, as a young adult, watching my dad start his career at the cigar industry. Um, you know, it's special. Like we don't, I don't think, you know, now that I'm, now that I'm a parent, you guys too, like now I think about things like that, that I didn't at the moment, like I didn't, right. it didn't make a huge deal to me, but now I'm like, and I want my girls to do the same thing. Like when they, when I'm like, okay, I guys, I need two hours to play with daddy and they're watching through the window. Like they see me doing something that I love. And I think that's really inspiring for children. Absolutely. Coop, well, I didn't mean to cut you off. You, I'm sure you had a, a good question. You know, you, you were talking about going to the factories and, I think one thing that really has set La Serena apart is you have partnered with some amazing factories in, in probably all the non-Cuban countries. I mean, everywhere, you know, talk a little about that because I think that's something that you guys have just seemed to find the right factories and, and just get the right blends out of these factories when you, when you find them. Yeah. I mean, I'll let my, my dad really is incredible and, and a huge part of yeah. that he is such a great palate, but I do think that I've inherited a little bit of that. Um, but I do think that really what it comes down to, and you're right, we are so lucky, right? Because, but it's friendships. So the people that we work with, they're our friends. So it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like work. You know, sometimes when, when my husband or my mom is like, you're going back to the Dominican. We're like, yeah, we, you know, work trip guys, <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> um, it doesn't feel like work. And so we really have been so blessed to work with incredible people yeah. because they they become our family. They become, I mean, when I first started in the cigar industry, before I even had La Serena, um, Raquel and Pachi Casada said, oh, you're coming for the, um, the Dominican Pro Fest. I want you to stay for a month afterwards and like live, live with us. I lived with them and, and wow. watched them work. And I mean, we, I think I ended up staying for two weeks with them in their home. I mean, they, 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 they're sisters. They're just incredible people. And, and so when it, when we were like, we wanted a full bodied Dominican cigar, it, it made sense that we would do it with Casada um, and create the Oceana. Um, you know, the Merline cigar working with Guillermo Leon from La Aurora, he was, he, you know, he's Miami cigars. That's where I was. That's where I started. So it was a no brainer. I mean, I worked with, with Manny, his master blender, like he gave me lessons on how to smoke cigars and taste cigars and, private one-on-one -on -one lessons on, on what I should be tasting, what I should be looking for. Um, right. you know, one of the first cigar, one of the first cigar events I ever did at cigar Inn in Manhattan was a Miami cigar, my father cigar hybrid. So I was like, I was selling the Miami cigars on this corner and we were selling the, my father cigars on this corner. So the fact that I got to work with, um, you know, the Garcia family to create, to create my first blend it's just it's special and then now working with you know like working with the la zona factory it's just yeah. and placencia because i you know i'm sure we'll get to that but i i bought the i bought the blend that my dad's old company had because i was like that's the best light cigar i've ever had in my entire life and i need it and i had already loved the placencias because of the casadas and they introduced me and it's, right. it's really so beautiful that this industry while everyone's sort of 
I guess, competitors in a sense. Everyone's really family. Yeah. It's a unique, this is a unique world. I can't explain it to people. You guys get it. But when I say it to other people, they're like, ah, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't get it, you know? Ariel, that, no, that's awesome. That first event also, uh, which brings in Eric, it was uh, Eric and Eddie. They were, um, you know, under being rep, uh, being distributed by Miami Cigars. So that event, you had Eric and Eddie there. You had Renee there. Albert from Cigar Rings was there, which is a big connection for us because all, well, all our bands are made of Cigar Rings. But Ariel made the first one when she was with Miami, where we partners with Nesta. And that's where the La Serena original band came from. And most of our bands were a takeoff from that. So it was a real major connection. But um, if we, you know, so you had Eric and Eddie, Eric who now makes La Serena original, and uh, Albert who makes the bands. And, um, but that's where it started. But uh, tell Ariel, tell the story of how you came up with the name of your company. Same, same thing, just hanging out, right? We were just hanging out. It was a bunch of us. We were at, um, what was it Club? It was Club Macanudo in Manhattan after, you know, a weekend of working together. We were all just having dinner and a cigar and a drink. And every single, everyone was talking Spanish around me. And I don't, unfortunately, I don't speak Spanish. Um, God, I'm just not great with languages. I've tried. Um, but everyone was speaking Spanish. And I was like, what? Did, I, I just looked next to me and I was like, hey, how do you say, La, uh, how do you say mermaid in Spanish? And I think it was Jorge looked at me and he's like, La Sirena. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And I wrote it on a cocktail napkin and I passed it three people that. down to <laughs> Nestor and Renee. And that was it. That was it. Very cool. Well, you, guys, Danny, we want to talk about okay. what's... We'll go, go we'll, we'll just we, got, we got two minutes. I was going to talk about the bands. Cause, okay. Yeah, because the one thing I'm making, those bands, you guys put big bands on the map when that came out. I mean... You were really the first to put the big bands on the map. So, yeah. and what I loved is how you put the underband under it. So, like, you took off that big band, but you still had something to smoke under that thing. So, you know, uh, Coop, I think that you guys was, were we, game changers there. We added that second band. That was that's right. You added it later. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Because when we created the band, I have to be honest, another happy accident. We created it. We loved it. We didn't know that it was true to size when we were getting the mock ups. <laughs> so, we came out and we were like, wow. And you know, in some of our Corona sizes, you have to take that band off pretty early on. Yeah, yeah. And people were then saying, but then we don't, like no one knows what we're smoking while we're smoking it. And that's when we added the second band. Oh, okay. Yeah, but this was like, uh, Paul, before big band, no one was really doing, I think, I, I, I don't say they would, I believe they were one of the first, if not the first to do that, because you just didn't see big bands back in 2009, 2010. No, I would take Coop's word for it with that with the historical yeah. data. He's usually yeah, the correct one. <laughs> rumors not fast. Well, cool. So right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no teasers, no rumors. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a take a short break and come back, talk about like, we talked about the beginning. We want to talk about what's going on now. And and uh we have some some great cigars from you guys we want to talk about. Then we're gonna also play uh the name that gem game with uh from alva cigars we're gonna do would you rather you guys uh coop and alex after taking a week off we're gonna do tail of the tape as well so we got a lot more coming up on kma talk radio after the break and now this is hard introducing it and being the one to actually play the commercial at the same time all right here we go we'll be right back keep it lit i'm just here to tell you about a pretty badass event we got coming up 
this May 25th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's right, it's going to be me, Honest Abe, against the man from Miami, the Burger Beast. We are going to have a Camacho Bold Burger battle. That's right, we're going to do this both virtually and live in the store. We have 50 tickets for 50 who can come to the shop here in Boynton Beach at our headquarters and watch me and the Burger Beast grill it off. You'll get a sample of my burger and his burger, and you get to be the judge. See whose burger's better. All you have to do is buy one of our Camacho Bold Burger Battle Kits. This is a five pack of Camacho cigars, along with a coconut cartel rub pack. It's got a gourmet oinks bacon in it, and a pretty cool hype kit that comes with it. We send that to your house, along with a little mini bottle of coconut cartel rum, and you'll get to watch from home as we use the event live. Those attending the event live in person will get that same kit, but instead they'll get the coconut rum tasting in the store and be able to sample our burgers, my burger, and the Burger Beast burgers, and you can tell us who makes the better burger. We also got two big raffle giveaways, one for the live attendees and one for the virtual. The live attendees will have a 1 in 50 chance of winning this epic M6 grill, solid steel grill. This grill has a $900 value, and for the 100 people who get tickets, will be watching at home with your Camacho Bold Burger Battle Kits, you'll have a 1 in 100 chance to win a one-year premium meat subscription from Climax Wagyu Farm. Pretty cool event for all. Tickets are on sale right now. Go to smokein.com and see who wins the Camacho Bold Burger Battle. The H Oven Nicaragua by AJ Fernandez. The original versus the heritage. What's the difference between the two? The H Oven Nicaragua AJ Fernandez Heritage. The story of AJ Fernandez coming from Cuba, raised by his grandmother out there, has a lot of love for the country, but also he loves tobacco and he loves his new area where he bought his farm called Finca La Lilia, named after his grandmother, Farm of Lily. So he's got the love of tobacco, he's got the love of Cuba, and he's got the love of, of Nicaragua. Let's put them all together. So that tells the story of this triple fermented Brazilian Matafina wrapper and AJ estate grown Nicaraguan binders and fillers, creating a beautiful array of some sweetness, soft leather, a little bit of spice with nice aroma notes of black pepper and earth tones. We hope you go out and enjoy this one that it really tells the story of AJ, his love of Cuba, Nicaragua, and H oven. So please go out and try one. I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it. H oven, Nicaragua, AJ Fernandez, Heritage. Commercial time. likes originality. He doesn't like repeats. And I like to sleep with a glass of Bonner Private Wines next to my bed so that when I wake up in a cold sweat because I forgot to do something for him, I have it here to relax myself. It really is good wine. 
See, Bonner Private Lines is a partner with KMA Talk Radio, and that means they're a partner with you. You can try any of their wines by going to kmawines.com. You can try their three-pack wine sampler. You can also try one of my favorites, Sunal. It's from the third highest vineyard, altitude-wise, in the world, 8,950 feet. And it's delicious. goes well with a great cigar. So check it out. And I'm going to go back to sleep. And hopefully Abe will not yell at me today. But first I'm going to finish this. Okay, you guys can go now. Okay. You don't see the teddy bear, right? No. <laughs> wow, look how fat I was in that promo, man. I can't hear you, Alex. You have to talk like that's how I felt watching a commercial. I can't hear you, Paul. You gotta uh, talk well, louder, man. I had kids Whispered that was in my phone. old house, and my kids, my kids' rooms like surrounded our bedroom. And I I was just terrified to wake them up. You know how Were it you is. Topless? Once they go to sleep. Was I topless? No, I was wearing a Clyde Mays shirt. Paul, how long ago did you move? Uh, we moved into the new build in November, but we moved out of our house in September because things were so delayed. We were like okay. seven so, months. So delayed. we're on eight or nine months back of reruns of the commercial. Oh, it's probably further than that. I mean, you see, I was like 50 <laughs> pounds heavier than I, I'm looking at myself cringing. I couldn't, I couldn't take it, but all right, let's bring our guests back on Ariel and Danny. There they are. Danny's no, I, Danny's I, I chilling in his in. hotel. I want to get this in real quick, Paul. Um, yeah. it's fitting that we actually have Coop as things would have it on the show, uh, for the whole show today. Um, this picture I found Coop, this is almost 10 years to the date. You uploaded this picture on May 12th, 2012. That's when we interviewed Ar Ariel at Outland Cigars. Yep. Wow. So this is almost 10 years to the date. Oh my gosh. When was, this was where, what was that for? That was, that was, we, we, uh, this was one of the KMA? early cigar no, this was an early Cigar Coop interview before we even had the podcast. We were just uh, we did a YouTube interview with Ariel. Um, she was doing an event at Outland Cigars, which is a store in Charlotte that's not there anymore. But they had gone, uh, yeah, they brought La Serena in, and they had a mobile RV, I believe that that was a mobile RV, and we did the interview in that mobile RV. That that right? That's about that's, that's cool. 2012 at least, maybe maybe. And, and Coop, it says uploaded. May tenth, two thousand twelve. It's almost ten years. There you go. Wow, that's yeah, wow. amazing. Yeah, Coop, you you had a little bit more hair there. I'm not gonna lie. I had a lot more I hair. There. Yeah, man. <laughs> I had a lot more hair. I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So oh, guys, uh, yeah, well, yeah it doesn't feel London though. I know. I'm, I'm usually. I mean, always a purple. You know. <laughs> <laughs> was that the Was that the boat event weekend too? I, I, was. Because I know we did an event on the lake out I there. I don't think that was. I think that was a different time. I remember right, the RV. Right, because that was the fall. I think that was a fall event. Yeah, right. that was the RV. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the RV because it was cool. Like, we were sitting at, like, a kitchen table, I guess, you know, in the RV. Yeah. Like, it's where. Yep. I think it was one of my first, wow. like, li live interviews, too. It was one of my first, too. I mean, because yeah. we didn't even have a regular podcast back then. So, yeah, this was, uh, it was very early on. You guys were the guinea pigs for the cigar hyphen. And, and, and I think uh, if you look at it, there's a lot of hits on the video too. It's still one of the uh, most uh, watched YouTube videos we have. So I want to go back and watch it now. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I'll, I'll have to watch it tonight. Uh, so guys, we want to get back to talking about La Serena, but first 
we have Name That Jam brought to you by our friends at Avo Cigars. And we're going to play you a very brief clip, very brief, of a song. And we're going to ask you to name the name of the song and the artist. And, uh, of course, the KMA listeners will help. But uh, yes, we don't have help. a great track record right now. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, Alex picked a good one for this week. So let's hit it. Dude, I don't know about any anyone else, but I think we have the best like uh, intros to our bits than anybody else out there. I'm, maybe I'm a little biased, but they're so cool. Why would I see these mugs? Was that the intro? Because <laughs> I didn't know that so was the intro. Cool. That yes, was not when you new. started. I'm going. I, okay, I, it's, it's cool. I like it, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> that was that was the intro. Here's the here's the clip, and I can play it again if you need it. So here we go. Get ready. If you, you like me, right. you like me and walking in the and rain. Getting caught in the rain. But Dad, Do you know who the artist food, is? Dad, who but sings I get it? High on cocaine. Yeah, right. Okay. Who sings it? Who sings it? Is it Jimmy oh, Buffett? No. No. Oh. Ariel, that's um. Hold on. What? That's not Weird Al. Um. No, it's not. It's a one-hit <laughs> wonder. It's a one-hit wonder. On, on. We might need help from the viewers. We got the song. Now we got to get the artist. Who knows the who knows the wow I got a lot of different a lot of different artists. He, right he's a one hit wonder. This is a tough one. Got a right answer from one of the viewers. Yeah, okay. Well, let's let's take a look. If we I mean I I'll give it to you guys as a win because you knew what it was, <laughs> but let's see who the artist is. If you like Kenya Coladas It's Rupert Holmes. Line. The only the only reason why I knew that is because I, I used to work at a classic rock station. I used to DJ and thank God they had the names of all the songs and pronunciations of people's names because I, I had no clue. And that song's not even technically called the Pina Colada song. Right. It's called Escape, which it says on there. Yep. But like that's how the hell would you know that? So, <laughs> all right. You guys name that jam They're presented by Avo Cigars. Select few that actually got it right. We so we missed We're the, probably... we missed the artist, but we sang it. So it's like cancels each other you know, out. I'm right with it because it plays, <laughs> and I can still see you in the background. We can see you on the body. You started jamming right away. She knew it. Yeah, yeah. She was she was rocking out to it. So you guys have named that jam presented by Avo Cigars, our good friends at Avo. And what's Abe's line? Seamlessly blending cigars and music for the last for many years and generations. That's what he well, says all the time. Well, so now let me ask you a question: Is the reason Avo is a sponsor for that is because Avo was a pian pianist and a songwriter? And he wrote a very famous song. Ariel, do you know what song he wrote? No, but I feel like I was at an event once and I was very lucky. And it was, I, don't correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it might've been like his birthday or someone's birthday. And he performed yep. like a song. And he it was the cool, that. it was, and he was, you know, definitely 80s, 90s back then, right? Like it was very cool. It was very yeah. cool. Yeah, Abba was a great Coop, man. Do you know the name of the song? Yep, it's a a very famous song by very famous uh, uh, was performed by very famous artist. Uh, Frank Sinatra performed it. Strangers of the Night. 
Oh my God! I did not know that. The, how yep. is how so there, is there, there's, there's a little con there was a little controversy if he actually did it or not, but I think all the evidence points to the fact he did write it. Um, but there were some people who disputed wow. that. Yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah, he uh, and he was Avo, and I've talked to Avo about it. very proud of that song. Yeah. And he would sing it at, he, like at his birthdays, he uh, or events, he would you know play the piano and he'd sing that song or play that song. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. That's. I mean, yeah. I knew that he did events and played pianos. Abe had him at his shop outside and, and did an event where he played. But you know, famously, obviously, was a was a pianist. But yeah, that's why though, Danny. They you know they they keep that heritage alive, and and we thought it was a natural uh, a natural thing for them to be the sponsor, and they they agreed. So it was uh, it was okay. cool for us to have them on board. Hey, but we want to get back I, to Paul. Quick question: Did Raphael get the tune right? Because I know Raphael was on last week. He's a music guy. Did he get the Did he get the jam right last week? He got the band. He didn't get the tune. The name. Okay. Yeah, he didn't get oh, the wow. name. I'm a little surprised on that one because he's usually pretty good on that. Yeah. But we were a little harder on him because he's a musician himself. Yeah. So yes. we were, yeah. you know, during COVID, he really he really shined with his uh, his Facebook oh, yeah. lives playing the piano. Oh, I know. I know. For hours on end. Yeah. So we gave him a little bit more of a hard time for not knowing it. But Alex, you know. To Alex's credit, he's been picking songs kind of based on on the guests that he thinks they might be into. So I guess uh, he thought he thought Danny would be Danny and uh, Ariel would love a love the Pina Colada song. I guess <laughs> he, he was correct. Okay, well, I, I was song. really hope I was really hoping for a Billy Joel song. Oh man, you and me both, my friend. Long Island. They give me a hard time here. Oh, I have to tell you, I, I thought we, I thought we were going to go in the Disney direction. I was automatically going to be like Little Mermaid from Disney. No, that's if Paul <laughs> was doing the name that jam too. If I can, it would always be Disney. We've got a we've got a bit coming up where we're going to do like a a Disney a Disney pick thing. I think I don't know if Alex is going to join in because he's so anti Disney these days. But we're we're planning a little. I'm a Disney freak, so. But, you know, funny about Billy Joel, Danny, I always joke about it. I, you know, we we see him at the shop quite a bit because he has a, a home down here. But he just bought in in my neighborhood. I mean, obviously in the nicer part of town. But we uh, my wife and I have seen him like three or four times now at like uh, stoplights riding on his motorcycle down here. So I'm always like, hey, hey, he never I mean, I've met him a bunch of times through friends that worked for him over the years. He never remembers me. But, he, you know, he's always very nice. It's like, hey, how you doing? All right. Get the hell away from he's me. He's been a long time customer of ours, man. Always the nicest guy when he comes in. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's my friend smoker. worked for him for years. He's an Ashton smoker, I believe. Ashton, and he likes he? back rats. Okay. We got to get him a La Serena. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Well, tell him a Long Island girl created this cigar. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul, come on, Paul. I'll talk to him. He, and he'll like he'll like the North Shore girl vibe. You know, he he like he yeah. likes his North Shore girls. So. Don't, don't, tell him I, don't tell him I started on the South Shore. Don't tell him that. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. So I want to talk a little bit about like fast forwarding to today with La Serena. I think the last time I saw uh saw Danny in person, I think was at one of the Lazona Paloozas and you yes. had given me a cigar. I think it, it would it have been, yeah, it, it would have been the, uh, the 10th anniversary, I think. So you guys in what was it? 2019 celebrated 10 years. Yep. So let's Correct. talk about that cigar and the iteration of that cigar. Now that, that you guys have. Okay. So before he starts, this is this was so cool because I didn't know he was doing it, and it's the act. It's the only cigar that I had no hand in whatsoever because it was a surprise. 
Um, so I didn't oh, have a hand I in the blend. That. I didn't have a hand in the design. Like a little bit of the design with the second, with the the new part. But okay, go, Dad. Right. <laughs> okay. So anyway, very interesting story. Um, I've been introduced to uh, Alejandro Tarrant many, many years ago from again Renee Castaneda, um, and Renee and him. Renee wanted to hook me up with him, and he wanted to make a cigar for La Serena. And I always had a vision of what I wanted to do. And of course, part of the vision was his rapper. I mean, anyone that doesn't know Alejandro Tehran's family uh, is in the San Andreas Valley of Mexico, and they have the best San Andreas rapper and tobacco in Mexico. So the only problem was that my vision of the cigar I wanted to do had Brazilian Matafino in it, Nicaraguan. Uh, oh, uh oh! Did we lose it? He'll come right back. He, I, I think he's having uh, connection I'm issues sorry. there. Am I back? Okay, I'm sorry. Up oh, there he is. So, um, he had to answer a message. Yeah, I heard the text <laughs> message come through. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it was. Anyway, uh, so I said to Alejandro, my vision is this, and at the time in Mexico. You could only use Mexican tobacco in Mexico to make a cigar. And then two or three oh. years, two or three years later, Mexico changed the ruling on that, or however it worked. And I called Alejandro. I said, listen, I'm ready to make that cigar with you. And he said, Great. Because at this time, besides knowing Alejandro, I brought in his cigars to the shop. Uh, anything he made, I was bringing in. He came to do a couple of events. He brought his tequila. And it was great events, great cigars. So I, uh, he, he flew me down to Mexico. And I had the best weekend, four or five day weekend, whatever it was. It was fabulous. And we worked together in Mexico blending the cigar. I smoked about 50 fumas of all different tobaccos that I wanted to use. And there was some crazy Brazilian tobacco he brought in for me but the mexican tobacco he brought in the ugliest piece of tobacco you ever wanted to see and i thought it was one of the best tasting tobaccos i ever smoked in the fuma so we use that in the filler we use brazilian Matafino in the filler we use uh, nicaraguan uh, lajero in the filler and we use the san andreas maduro wrapper and um a san andreas maduro binder and uh, I actually made the band also with Cigar Rings, uh, Ostos, and when he was working with Cigar Rings after he les left Casada. And again, it wasn't the band that Ariel would have used because I went a smaller band, but I put a, a mermaid in the water with Ariel's initials on it, AFD, and it was called the 10th anniversary or oh, an anniversary of Special. Oh, you got one there, sweetie? I do, but there's this weird background. You can't really see it. I'll have yeah. to send you guys a picture. Oh, yeah. See it? Uh, I have a picture. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna post yeah, it. Right. Okay, so Ariel really didn't approve of the band. She was not happy with it. Uh, well, it wasn't zhuzhy enough for me. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the 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 cigar was fabulous. Okay, but, but the blend I approved of, and that was more important. So yeah, it was a limit limited production. It sold out really really fast and well and well received. And. There's the box, yeah. I made a purple box for Ariel. Very cool. So I 
went to Alejandro. I said, listen, and we used a 10 year old San Andreas Maduro wrapper that he only had enough wrapper to make what he made for the, you know, the blend. You know, we found some crazy stuff in his factory and he, you know, full out. He, he, he helped us tremendously. You know, he made me that weekend. He made me 10 blends out of the tobacco I picked, but different, you know, and uh, then we now, now narrowed it down to five. And then he sent me uh, uh, 10 more cigars of the five blends, narrowed it down to three. And then I let Ariel smoke with me those three blends and, and other people uh, in the industry and in the company. And uh, we ended up picking up, picking out the blend that we, that we liked and it did great. So then I approached Alejandro after we sold out in, I think we sold out of everything in like two or three months. I think I have three boxes left. Um, and one of the boxes has a wrapper of, I think my first grandson that was born. So I, I used a different La Serena cigar for every grandchild I have, and we make custom bands for that. And the cigars were made already. We just changed the band with the picture mm -hmm. and the name and the date of you know my grandchildren. So I have a nice collection of different cigars with those bands on it. And I approached Alejandro. I said, listen, the cigar was great. It was expensive for La Serena. Um, it was limited. And that worked out okay. But I said, I'd like to use that blend and make a regular production cigar. And he said, great, I'd love to do it. And then he got tied up working on projects for Europe and everything else and his own stuff. And he couldn't do it with us. So I asked him, can I use your tobacco and can I make it with someone else? And, you know, with the blend, but we, we set up a 10 year old San Andreas Maduro wrapper, the Mexican mermaid has a five year old San Andreas Maduro wrapper. Uh, instead of a five-year-old San Andreas Maduro binder, we used a three-year-old San Andreas Maduro. Because obviously people know the the older the leaves are and everything else, the more expensive it costs to buy it. You know, it's limited. You know, it's harder to get. And so we, right. wanted, we wanted to bring the price down to, as you know, an everyday production, a, a normal price in today's market, which is crazy as it is, how the prices have gone up tremendously. And um, so he helped me out in that respect but now who do we use to make the cigar and lucky enough osos fernandez who we blended the oceana with and who's a casada and a good friend he opened up a factory a year plus in january so it's going to be almost two years this coming january and i said oh you know osos he actually well when I had the vision of the Mexican mermaid, I called Ostos up. And at the time he said to me, I was calling him for the band. In my mind, I had a band to die for. And I called him up. I said, you know, cause he was working with cigar rings. He said, Danny, I left cigar rings two months ago and I'm opening up my own factory in a couple of months. I said, this is perfect. I said, okay, well, I'll call and make the band with Albert again osos wasn't there but i said you want to make the cigar i'd love to so you know we got the tobacco and i went down to the dominican republic and we started blending with osos i was actually down there with uh freddie that weekend and who else was with um oh uh the, the guy from the guy shop i forget what anyway 
uh, age. My age is showing. But so uh, I, uh, we were there that weekend. We discussed it. Uh, he brought in the tobaccos. I went back a couple of uh, weeks later. I do go to the Dominican once, once a month for business. And it really is business the first two days. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, I, you know, after being down in the Dominican Republic so often, I, I bought a place in uh, Puerto Plata where we go all the time. And uh, the family goes there in December. It's uh, uh, not a uh, timeshare, but it's a membership uh, place. So yeah, yeah, we get to use it as often as we want. We don't pay a fee, a maintenance fee, but we pay every time we use it at a discounted rate. And I go there a lot with my family, with my wife. So, and if I'm doing business in the Dominican Republic, after two days, I go to the beach for three days because I have to smoke all the blends. So it's a nice place. <laughs> you got us. You, you, listen, man. Yeah. So so it's made at Tabacalera La Isla, right? The yes. Mexican mermaid? Yep. hundred um, percent. Osos did a fabulous job. He's doing a fabulous job with, with Warp and all the other companies um and the cigar was highly rated uh we got a 95 in cigar fish uh, cigar and spirits magazine i got the number we got the number one new boutique release of the year and the number two boutique cigar company of the year because of the mexican wow. mermaid this past year in cigars and spirits and the cigar is cool. really cool. like really, it too right yeah, yeah, it did very well. It's uh, definitely uh, contention for top twenty-five this year. Uh, we got we got a ninety in the cigar coupe. He rated it and loved it. Yeah, yep. And um, the, the cigar was doing really well. And, and you can get that, it. At, you can get it at Smoke In, right? The next yeah. two days, yeah. there's a special going on. Well, so that's that's good to mention <laughs> because we can see. Look, Ariel, she's she's got her uh, she's on the ball. I'm I'm struggling here to keep up with all the editing stuff. But actually, since you mentioned that, uh, we have a special for the next two days at SmokeIn.com: fifteen percent off La Serena cigars. Use offer code KMA fifteen. Go to SmokeIn.com to try these cigars. I've I've smoked a ton of them, uh, a bunch of which Danny has given me himself when I've met him in person, and uh, you're gonna enjoy them. Believe me. But so, so that's a cool, that's a cool, uh, story about how you kind of like took that special cigar and made it into a, a regular production because obviously it wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been able to get the tobacco, the, the 10 year age tobacco all the time, I guess. Right. I was muted. Sorry. I was sorry. I was muted. They were also just in the last cigar of the month pack as well. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And what's really cool about this? Not hear me. I'm talking. <laughs> no, I know why. What's it was really cool about this, Brenda? The different expressions with the sizes you'll get. You know, so the box press Toro, the Robusto. It, it's just, it's really cool to smoke those different sizes as well. And of course, we made a Lonsdale for Ariel. That's what I'm. Yep. yep. That's why I'm able to do an entire interview with one cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's really nice. Oh, and I would, cool. you know, if any, if any of our listeners and smoke in customers, if you give it a try, like. Shoot us a line on our social media. Let us know what you think. We're we love to hear from you guys. So, yeah. The, the, so what's the cigar was in Abe's box? Isn't that different than his monthly cigar club? So this was in the cigar of the month, not the connoisseur club. Okay. It's, these are these are the five right. cigars that Abe picks every month to ship out. Okay. And it just went out. Yeah, that he personally selects. Yeah, so okay. so on, on the smoking website, and I, I don't know if 
the 15% is just for the Mexican mermaid or all the blends. But on the smoking website, you have La Serena original, which is made by Eric Espinosa at the La Zona factory. You have the La Serena LT, which is Ariel's personal favorite that she stole from my other company. Um, bought, and- <laughs> bought from your other company. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's made at the Placencia factory in Honduras. And then you have the Oceana, which was the uh, blend we did with Ostos when he was with Casada, And, you know, he was, the, he's the, he was the master blender there, although we were working with Manny and Ostos together, and Ariel was working with the girls. So, like I said, it is a family affair at Casada, And that's the best part about the business, that we just work with friends that help us out, that want us to do well. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, and it's all Alex. It's all La Serena cigars, correct? On the, yes, on the yes, website this yes. weekend. Yes, yeah. all La Serena cigars. So, so it's any of Boxes those. Five packs. Try them all. Yep, definitely. Cool. So we are at that time in the show where oh well, actually no. Before we do that, what is next, guys? Through all this craziness in in the uh, in the world in the last couple of years. Are there are there new blends on the horizon? Have you been working on new projects? Should we expect new projects? What's what's next for La Serena? Well, so the next the actual next thing coming out in September is a new size in the Mexican Mermaid. It's going okay. to be a fifty four by four inches. Uh, we have gotten a lot of requests in the East Coast for a smaller cigar, and um, some people call it a nub. I don't know if that fits under the nub size. Uh, it's just a short, but a nice ring gauge 54. So it's like you guys down in Florida don't need it, but we call it the winter size down here. No, listen, <laughs> right. you that, walk the dog, not... you get a, you get 20 minutes, 30 minutes. We, yep. but it's the same thing here in July and August. Oh. You want to go outside and smoke a cigar. That's the hot size right cigar. now. Man. That's yeah. the hot size. So the interesting part about that project is we're doing 50 count boxes, which obviously brings the price down because, you know, 20 count boxes, you got to divide the box by 20. Here you divide the box by 50. And also, obviously, it will not have the La Serena Mexican Mermaid band on it. It will only have the secondary band that's under the Mexican Mermaid band because the band itself is... wouldn't even fit, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, so the the band itself would be the size of the cigar, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, cool. So we'll look for that. Uh, we we don't want you to go anywhere, guys. But uh, these two boys here have started uh, a segment on our show, kind of originally, like kind of hijacking the show. Don't, don't we have news first? Into a... Don't don't we have news first? Oh yeah, I guess we got to get the coops news. <laughs> yeah, the Thanks coop. for helping me. So I lied. <laughs> Coop is gonna hijack. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do Coop's uh, the scoop with Coop. A- hey, yo, what's my theme music? The scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and Cigar-Coop.com. Um, oh man, I'm I all over the place today. <laughs> That's okay. Um, these are a couple of stories. These are a few stories that have kind of happened over the last couple of weeks, but I think they're interesting stories as opposed to rapper binder filler, right? So, um, first thing is, um, Hammer and Sickle Cigars, which is a uh, 
a brand that I want to say had a lot more traction in the East, particularly the Northeast, um, has shut down. Uh, the, the company basically has liquidated their inventory uh, and they shut down. And much of this came as a result of um, the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. And when that invasion happened, uh, various states, they started um, putting pressure on companies that had Russian branded, Russian or Russian branded products uh, to be removed from the shelves. And this certainly impacted Hammer and Sickle's business. So um, right. what, what has happened is uh, they've liquidated the company. Uh, Dave Garofalo of Two Guys Cigar Shop has bought the remaining inventory. Uh, and then three of the brands were literally fire sailed quickly. At like a fraction of the cost um, because they had the hammer and sickle, most of the hammer and sickle logo on it. There's a couple of other brands that don't have that logo that I don't know what's going to happen with them. But uh, the companies, the companies out of business uh, as we speak, uh, what's going to happen with the brand is, is a interesting thing as well. And that was always a controversial brand because of the hammer and sickle. Um, and, and they kind of always took the approach that they didn't have the star. You know they weren't using the communist star but it it from day one that was always good cigars made it you know making a lot of cigars out of davidoff but uh the branding was just always i know it was always controversial particularly in the southeast it, it was polarizing so no more hammer and sickle and they and actually dave garofalo had a cool uh promo i saw for two yeah. days where he uh he said let's burn the bands because the cigars the are great yeah, <laughs> just burn the bands. Now, now it's a genius move by him because if he's going to own these trademarks and things change in the world in the next few, you know, he's going to be sitting on these brands. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, he yeah. probably got them at a good price, is what I'm saying. So it will be interesting. He's got other lines that there's like a Berlin Wall line and stuff. I don't know what he's going to do with that, but but they're the Russian ones. He definitely just said burn the band on those and smoke them. He's, they were good cigars. They were very he good always, cigars. He always thinks of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely. yeah, just not well, a good time. No, no. And I mean, look, they have a vodka business, too. It affected their vodka. business. The vodka was it was really good vodka. But, um, you know, like I said, there were there were governors saying this stuff had to be removed from the shelves. Apparently, retailers were pushing back. They didn't want to keep this stuff on the shelf. And Hammer and Sickle had gone through some a lot of uh, turmoil. Their owner passed away a few years ago. So I, I think they were kind of struggling since he, he did that. And ultimately it led to the company shutting down. Yeah. Vodka right. was like the first thing everybody was, you know, no, no it, rush. Poor Stoli, by the way, everyone Stoli vodka is made in Latvia. It's not made in Russia. Right. <laughs> but poor Stoli got Stoli, a bit yeah. that. I know. Well, they, I know. But, they did but good with their PR though. They, they basically said that it hadn't been made in Russia for what, 20 years or 30 yeah. years or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. No, no. So yeah. Uh, we what else see. you got, Coop? All right. Um, stick of the politics. Um, <laughs> uh, Eddie Tarazona, who was a guest on KMA Talk it. Radio over the last few months, has announced he is running for the U.S. House of Representatives, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. So uh, he oh. has filed paperwork uh, with the Federal Election Commission, and he's planning on ru running as a Republican candidate right now in the uh, 18th District of Florida. Um, and I guess Florida, you guys would know more about this than me. It was a major redrawing of the districts that happened over the last few months. Um, yes. so, so I don't know. I read it, about it. I know very little about yeah, it. Yeah. And I guess he's going to be running against a, uh, I guess he's going to have to challenge the incumbent who is now a guy by the name of Scott Franklin, 
who is, you know, so he's the incumbent. That's not going to be easy. Um, but it's always interesting to see when a cigar industry person gets into the political realm. We saw it with Jose Oliva. We've seen it with uh, like Todd Johnson up in North Carolina is in, in the state Senate up there. Typically what I see with this is if they win, it's not like they're waving the flag, uh, helping us with, they're, they're usually focused on a lot of other stuff. So right, um, right. I wouldn't ever look at if he, and I think Eddie's got a long shot here because I think the, he's gonna, he's up against a well-financed uh, incumbent right now. So, but uh, it, nonetheless, it's interesting to see anyone in the cigar industry do this. So, Eddie was Going an interesting guest. I'll, uh, yes, he. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Yes, I was on that show that day. Uh, so, uh, but uh, I don't know what's going to happen if he does win. What happens to his cigar company at all? So, uh, you know, he was like red hot last year. Not red hot. He was he was doing a lot last year, and now it kind of seems like he's, he's stepped back a bit. So. Okay. Eddie, Eddie is not being distributed anymore by um, the old distributor. He's self-distributing now. Yes. That started, that started this week. Or I last think. Week. Yeah, I think so you guys not, may have talked to him about that. Wow. So he's, he's, he's not ago? with them anymore. He's not with Sutliff anymore. No. That went oh. fast. Yeah. Huh. I vote for Eddie. Right. I vote for Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's son is a pro pro NFL football player. You know. Yeah, Logan Logan Thomas. Uh, he yeah, was we, a, we talked about it. Yeah, yeah, he was a quarterback, and I think his son became a tight end. He got converted to tight end when he got to the pros. Very cool. Well, anything else, Coop? Anyone yeah, uh, for Eddie, great guy. <laughs> Eddie's a nice guy. So last one, and this was like, I think we Abe and I were kind of talking about this. Remember Rick Rodriguez uh, announced his retirement from CAO? Yes. Yes. It lasted, it lasted 10 days. Okay, so <laughs> and we were kind of, so he's back. He's uh he's got a company uh called West Tampa T uh, Tobacco Company. They've already got blends there ready to show. Um, uh, they're doing a, a series of two blends called Black and White. Um, and uh, they're both Ecuador and Habano blends, with the uh, black being kind of a bolder expression of that blend. Um, and they're gonna be at the trade show. Uh, so. Boy, 10 days. <laughs> a lot happened. <laughs> um, but but uh, he's actually teaming up with a guy by the name of Gus Martinez. Uh, Gus was also with General Cigar in their marketing department um, several years ago. Uh, so, and it, Gus was always a fixture at trade shows and stuff. So, but yeah, Rick Rodriguez is back. It was a 10 day retirement. Well, wow. Well, so he, Abe always says it. That, that's very well, interesting. Now, listen. It was always strategically worded. It was he retired from CAO. It wasn't just he retired. So uh, there was almost right. like there was play in there that he – I mean, everybody knew he was coming back in anyway. Danny, you were going to say something. Yeah, because uh, I heard, and I'm here in Vegas, and I've seen it, uh, black and white's not very woke right now. They're taking away black and white chips on the casino floor. So he may have uh, yeah. some problems with the name of that company or the stars. Uh, what about uh, black and white cookies, man? I, that, I had listen, one this morning for my away. birthday. Oh my god, amazing! Oh, you so love that's those. Why, but but yeah, we, I can we, see that. We Danny. go up to New York for the summer, and that's the first thing I get: a bagel and a black and white cookie, because they're not the same anywhere else. Nope. I had when I was up in New York. I had this place called Ben's Deli. Uh, <laughs> we were up there for my father's memorial, and there's one down here in Boca that I have to get to. Unbelievable really? deli. Oh. Yeah, oh, the Ben's, the, like the actual, the big deli, like it looks like a superstore. It's the, yeah. the giant deli yeah. Ben's. Oh, yeah. yeah. We went to the one in Bayside. I mean, 
we were because we were at the hotel and you know we, uh, it was just crazy. So we ended up ordering food and we just my my kids went to town. Kids, adults. you want to talk about boys <laughs> eating? Yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about the pickles there and the and the uh, pastrami yes, the there are really the good. Pastrami sandwich is a twenty yeah. bucks a sandwich, right? Yeah, it's yep. not cheap. Yep. And the, and they have the kasha knishes, which which I just love. That's something they don't have down here, Coop. Which is weird. they have it at I mean, Ben's. They have it at Ben's. You go to Ben's, yeah? though. They okay. have it. Yeah, yeah. So, I think uh, I think probably we could find them somewhere in Boca, but I'm going knishes are something I miss. Knishes mm. are you, you cannot. Yeah, knishes are a big miss. I mean, where I am, you can't get them anywhere in the city of Charlotte. If you come to New York in the summer, so my parents had a house upstate where we go for the whole summer. I grew up there and they have this one place. They only come down. They live in Israel. They come down for the summer. They make knishes. They leave. That's it. You have to buy these knishes. They come in like trays. They're they're this big. We go, we, we fill up every, we go like Thursday because we need them for the whole weekend when we have people come over for barbecue. Yeah. Okay. Well, you tell us when you're in New York and we will hook you up with the best conditions you will ever have. I'm, I'm in a, in a, oh my God. Yeah, I'm in. We, yeah. we come up for the summer. We'll be there. Yeah. We'll be there June and July this um, year because we cannot take the heat here. <laughs> oh, you'll have but, to, Wait, you'll so have you're to doing like an extended summer in New York again? Would, I, we're not doing as Hamptons, long as we did during the Hamptons. No, we we stay in Montauk for a couple of days. We you have friends bought, out there. So. You just bought this whole house, though, and you're going to be up in New York for like weeks. That's what you did last Listen, year. Coop, well, we're gonna do we're gonna do a, like a little more than a month. We we did three months in the past, but listen, wow. I don't own a place up there. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to comment on Dan Thompson's comment I, because I this is a, an example. Also. Yeah, it's an example of like guys in, yeah. in texas and in, in fort worth area yeah. he doesn't know what a black up a and white pic- you should is. pull up a picture do you have if not i can pull one, I'm I'm I, one. I have one I'll right one. in the kitchen if you need me to go get one <laughs> i think this alex a, can get a picture quicker you know that's something again it, that was a staple of going into a bakery in new york and getting a black and white cookie mm-hmm. oh good were, dan dan you message me privately and and tell me the best one because yeah I'm yeah definitely West Palm Beach, there's nothing up here you got the uh, Flakowitz. You got a bunch. There's a bunch of. Yeah, but they don't taste the but same. That's... Without that New York water. No, I say it's the yeah, water. There's a big difference. There's a big... Brooklyn you water know, bagel Dan, makes them. Danny, when my sons had the bagels up and it, it was, they just said, wow, you can't get anything like that outside of New York. Yeah. Especially by, there you go. But, yeah. That's a black and white cookie, Dan. Oh. Okay. So... And, they're di- and they're this big. Oh yeah, but well, I we get into we get into big fights at our house big, because yeah. my black da- or the white right. or the middle, and I break off the white. Yes, he does. And, and my wife eats the chocolate, and Ariel hates when no, I break off the white because I eat them in the middle, so I get a little bit of black and a little <laughs> bit of white. But then I come back sometimes, and there will be fifteen blacks left and no right. white to mix it with. <laughs> but Dad, I want to tell you, Lake this morning. So my daughter, my oldest daughter's name is Lake. She only ate the black side. So I said, "This will be good. You and your poppy can work something out." Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, the yin to your yang. Yeah. There is there there is a bakery that I go to. A bakery, uh, a a bagel shop I go to every Sunday morning to pick up bagels and desserts and locks and everything else. And he now makes all white cookies for me. Oh wow! wow. You got it. You know you made it. Yeah, you, you got the internet, Danny. <laughs> Coop, anything else in the news? That's it for this week. All right. Thank you. Go to cigar-coop.com. What's, what else is going on on uh, cigar-coop.com? What do you got coming up this week, man? Uh, we have um, on primetime Thursday night, Luciano Morales of Ace Prime is our guest. 
And um, I'll announce it now. It's already been announced. But the following week, uh, June 2nd, Steve Sock is coming on the show. So burn that will burn oh, the midnight oil. Show. Yeah, I'm sure he's yeah. going to uh, be cranky at me on some stuff. So <laughs> I, I know he's cranky at me on some stuff. So uh, it's going to be fun with that. Um, just so just yeah, in time then, for all the people complaining that they can't get one of those uh, soapstone ashtrays, right? <laughs> right, right. Oh, those, those, yeah, those teasers that he put like a thousand teasers out on it. Uh, but then, but, but also a big month is June is our PCA coverage month. So uh, we have a bunch of shows. We have four shows that we dedicated to the PCA. So um, you definitely stay tuned on that. Speaking so check out cigar-coop.com. Has Go anybody... Lido's ashtrays from his. Movie. I got one. I got one. I have two. I have they, I have Danny, when I when I, yeah, I I got hooked up. I got to be honest with you because they were down at the. Remember, we were down at the Lafleur tour. Yeah, yeah. So so when we were at the Lafleur tour, coop, uh, in the package was the ashtray for the Profest. Yeah, blue one of, and I just received a red one with Lido's silhouette in the center. They're they're really gorgeous. They're they're gorgeous. And by the way, I think I'm with you, Danny. I'm going on the Lafleur trip every year after um, that that feast we had. Yeah, well, you know, when when we talked to last time we had Carney on, I mean, we've had Lido on before too, but like Lido took like a year and a half to like develop these this ashtray. You know that? Like he did like all this research. He was like he was like engulfed in this for like a year or so. Trying to figure out, like, he wanted to create the best possible ashtray, right? Yep. And when you see it in person, I'm just telling you, it's it's amazing. Okay, in person, it just stands out. Under the light, does it have that kind of like glow to it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I had forgotten we that got cool. one with Pro Cigar. That was the Pro Cigar one. I forgot about that one. Right. Because I just got the red one as well. Yeah, but the the interesting part about Lee, he's a great guy. And he's actually making a 50th anniversary cigar for me. Oh, uh, I, great. Wow. Yeah. I have uh, three cigars coming out. One, we, uh, our 50th anniversary dinner is uh, this Wednesday, and it was made by Casada. Actually, made by Placentia, Casada's blend. We took his keg that he, we, my store sold out of his kegs. We, I have a picture of like 100 kegs in my store on the shelf, and they were gone in no time. So we uh, made the cigar called the 50 TP keg, which has our 50th anniversary logo on it with the keg logo. And um, that came out uh, two weeks ago. And in August, Pete Johnson's making a 50th anniversary. The double D is coming back. Oh, like, wow. He made that for our 40th anniversary and now he's making it for our 50. And the third one is coming out uh, in November by Lido. Uh, blend to be determined, the size to be determined. Lido's working on it now as we speak. But the interesting part about Lido, you know, he owns a tin factory. So when La Serena Cigars came out with our flavors and our um, tins, they were made by, the tins were made by Lido and the cigars were made by La Aurora. And, uh, And he owns the box factory. So all the Mexican mermaid boxes come out of Dominican Republic out of Lido's box factory. So Wow. Yeah, and, and when he does it, he does it right. I mean, he, he really, like you said, that ashtray, he puts, you know, if, if have you guys seen his diamond cutter? I mean, he was working on that for a long time, and, you know, Lito was in the jewelry business beforehand. Right. Very interesting person, Lito. Great guy. 
Yeah, he really is. He was it was great to have him. We've had him on the show twice now, at least while since I've been here in the last six or seven years. And just really easy guy to talk to as well, but really, really smart. So when he was when when John was talking about how how much time Lito spent on the ashtray designs, I was I was fascinated by it. So I'm sure it's a great product. Oh yeah. With that said, Coop, it is time now. Sorry, Alex. We are gonna go to tail the tape. Season four. All right, Tale of the Tape, season four. This is pick number four. This week I went with Yuppie of the Montreal Canadiens. Now, uh, Yuppie, besides being a much-loved mascot in Montreal, kind of has an interesting story. He has a couple of firsts for mascots. Number one, he's the first mascot to actually switch sports. Yuppie was originally the mascot for the Montreal Expos, and then when they wound up becoming the Washington Nationals, he went on to go with the Montreal Canadiens. He's also, and this is why I like him, he's the first mascot to ever be kicked out of a Major League Baseball game. Um, at, in the 11th inning of a game <laughs> against the Los Angeles Dodgers, you be uh, plunged into the top of the Dodgers dugout, and uh, at which the infamous Tommy Lasorda, who seems to not really love mascots so much, as I'm sure we'll hear in upcoming episodes, went and had Yupi uh, kicked out of the game. What do you got, Coop? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so I have it's a pair of mascots. Uh, it is Boomer and Sooner. Uh, so they are the mascots for the uh, University of Oklahoma, and they're famous for pulling that Conestoga wagon uh, during Oklahoma football games. And if you saw a couple of years ago, there was the one where that they were running that the wagon comes out and um, it falls over. And, and so, uh, but they've been around for a while, Boomer and Sooner, since like 1964, and and they are very popular. Um, but what happened is, and this is Alex and I were talking about this yesterday. Um, they they had a um they have these these live mascots but they wanted to carry these over into some of the other sports namely basketball so they created like costume versions of these mascots as well so that they can have them at basketball games um but i mean i don't i look at that that i think it's one of the most unique things at a college football game when you see those ponies come out with the with the wagon uh and uh and there's been the other thing is just like live mascots, they go through many iterations of these, so it's not the original Absolutely. ones from '64. But Boomer and Sooner, uh, number four, Alex. I gotta say, you know, with with UP, um, did he have any battles with the Fanatic? I'm trying to remember this because you know, the Phillies and Expos had a huge rivalry in, in the early yes, 80s. yes. So, yeah. interestingly, I, I, um, I didn't see. I'm sure they did because it was a huge rivalry. But if yeah. you look up Yupi Coop, there are a ton of memes of Yupi and Gritty, um, yeah. which are kind of hysterical. Essentially, most of them are you. Here's Yupi on this side, and this is your yeah. brain, and then you have Gritty. This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. For sure. I like those. I like those rivalries, man. I I know very little about Yupi. I've seen him before in like clips, but he gets into a lot of trouble too. 
Yes, he does. But we yes, saw. I, you know, I sent you guys. I sent you guys a clip. Did you see that clip from uh, from the mascot that poured beer on a guy's head? Or uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, yeah. That was good. He the mascot was shooting silly string into the audience, and it got in the guy's beer, and he was like, <laughs> he poured the Got beer you. on top of the mascot's head. You know, a lot of times I think those those things are staged, but that one didn't look like it was. That no, was I, I don't crazy. know. They were yeah, that one. They were holding like, him like back. Deal. You know, the mascot ruined that guy's ma- beer, and he wasn't happy about it. No, and then they then the mascot and came I back later that, in the game. That beer probably cost him thirty two dollars at the stadium. So yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, cool. All right. Where are we at the show in the show? All right. Well, in uh, in traditional fashion, we have to get to uh, what would you rather? But Coop, I like to I like to take this time when we're wrapping up with the guests to talk about like real cigar news type things with our guests, because you're the you're the guy that that knows the history of things. So what what have we forgotten to ask Danny and Ariel? Do you have any hard questions? No, Ariel's like, oh, my God, what's he going to say? Harder, not don't make it harder than the music, okay? No, no, I, I think I think we covered mo- most of the, the the big things as as far as that goes. So um, I, I don't think I don't think we missed anything. I was going to ask Danny if he had any uh, releases coming up for uh, Tobacco Plaza, and, and that was a nice surprise to hear those releases. So I, I think um, I think we covered it all pretty well. You know, I want to I wanted to ask you, Ariel. Because uh, when we last had you guys on was the the day of my wedding. The guys came up. They were they they crashed our wedding, unbeknownst to me. That Stephanie, my wife, knew, but uh, they came to the wedding. But they were they were out in Great Neck, and we got married in uh, in Oyster Bay, and uh, not Oyster Bay. Uh, oh God, I should remember what town we get. Well, anyway, just remember the date. So, just don't forget. The yeah, date. I got the date. <laughs> so the question. <laughs> The question for you is: You had you were pregnant, I think, with your first child, possibly. That was four. Wait, yeah, sorry, five I'm years ago. You. So I'm saying, okay, yeah, that was a date. Yep. So I was pregnant with my first. Yeah. So how has being a mother changed your role with the company, or has it changed your role with the company? It's definitely changed my role, but coincidentally, COVID also happened around the same time. So right. the way that it's changed has been on like in the front end, right? Before mm-hmm. I had kids, um, I was on the road four days a week for, you know, 50 weeks right. out of the year. Um, I was traveling a lot and I would go to Dominican for, you know, weeks at a time. I would go to Nicaragua. Right. So the travel part has definitely um, changed, but it doesn't, I don't think it feels that large because everyone's travel had changed yeah. over the past you right. know, two to three years. Um, I'm still... You know, I guess I definitely have far less time to spend on social media now because I'm running after two little ones. Um, Mm -hmm. But in terms of like, you know, working on the blends with my dad and promoting and being in touch, I I do think that Zoom helped me tremendously because I could still do the things that I love and make sure that, you know, like how many times dad's like, can you do? I'm like, well, can you just schedule it during nap time? (laughs) Because then you have two hours. Um, Right, right. But, you know, and I knew it would change, right? Like being a woman... For you know, for whatever it's worth, it may it may not be you know 2012 2022 politically correct, but like I'm a mom and I like yeah. to spend time with my children. So I I knew even when I got in this when I got in this business, Renee, it's very funny. At 25, we started La Serena. I was 25 years old, and he said, "Promise me you won't even get married till 30." Like promise. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's a fair deal, you know. 
Um, That's a good general rule for life anyway. Right? <laughs> I always said that, like I had to be over 30 to even consider marriage. <laughs> yeah. And then I think about the guys that I dated, like, I was like, who would I married at 25, 26, 27? Okay. <laughs> I was good. Max was worth waiting right. for, you know? <laughs> right. I got married um, at 22. Wow. Yeah, it was a different did. time. Different generation yeah. for sure. Yeah. I got married at 23. Yeah. I got to say though, I do want my girls to get married a little earlier. Like I want, I want, I want to be like, I don't know. I don't want to be the old grandma. How, how old were you when you got married, Ariel? I was 29, but almost okay. 30. Close. Close. I was enough. 34. It's tough. It's 29, tough though 30 for, anyway, for women. Real, realistically. We, Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> we, and like for, for women, obviously there's, you know, you wanted to have kids and that was our whole thing. We got married at 34 and 33. So like we, um, we went a year. And we had kids right away, but that's the, you know, we wanted to make sure, you know, we got, we got the whole having babies thing. Hopefully we're done now. Cause three sounds like she, insanity wait, compared does to Stephanie two. Stephanie think you're done? That's what Abe always asks yeah, me. He goes, are you done or is she done? Right. If you ask my husband, we're done. If you ask me, I'm like, no, nah, I think I could probably have one to two more. <laughs> you have, Listen, you have two I girls or you have, and, I have two um, girls. Alex, how many do you have? Line. Cause you have two, two. boys, right, Paul? I have, uh, yeah, Paul and so does Alex. I have oh, uh, boys six and ten months, six years old. Ten, I'm done. Oh, yeah. I'm cutting off. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give everyone some advice here from the from an older guy. Never say you're done or not, <laughs> because what happened is my fourth came eleven months after the third, and it Listen, was a big they, surprise. They got so, surgeries for that kind of stuff. I'm just no saying. Surprise. I'm just yeah. <laughs> Wait, Coop, what do you? We need what's, your what's spouse's your approval. You, Coop, you need, Coop, you need your you spouse's approval in, in Florida. I have a girl and three boys, and the girl's the oldest, and she's married. Oh, uh, wow. And then I have three boys who I don't think are ever going to get married. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like once you hit three, it doesn't matter. Four or five. I mean, you're just throwing well, another one. In. I mean, the, when you get to they, that point, there's just kids that take care of kids anyway. The two youngest yeah. ones are called Irish twins. I mean, you could say we're so close. And they, it was really like bringing up twins. Um, So, you know, that's – it's it's – uh. It, They're eleven months apart. Eleven months apart. Yes. Are they going to be in the same? Oh were God, they in the same I, grade? Uh, they were actually one year apart uh, the whole time. So it worked wow. out. Okay. It, if it would have been a different part of the calendar year, it would have actually worked out where they were not in the same grade. Wow. Wait, Paul, wow. is that true? That's... You have to get your you have to get your wife's permission in Florida to have a vasectomy. No, I guess because uh, yeah, no, for respectable no. doctors, yes, they ask for your uh, wife's well, consent. I'm not if you're married. married. So... <laughs> yeah, you're not married. Paul has to get his wife's permission There's for everything. There's a loophole. There's a loophole. Paul has to get his wife's permission for everything, right? Right. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm filling it for Abe, Paul, uh, so don't take it. He's doing the question yeah, Abe Exactly. <laughs> All right. So in traditional KMA fashion, we're going to go to do the would you rather questions. Guys, we're going to um, bring in our intro, and we're going to ask you some typical would you rather questions from when we were kids to see how Ariel and Danny react to them? And I'm killing time to find the video in here. Alex, if you can help me at any uh, yeah, time. Yeah, I got I... it. All right, here we go. All right, so the Would You Rather segment brought to you by our good friends at Gurkha, and I just can't help but smile every time I see those pictures of Wani on there. 
He's cool. a good sport. All right, go ahead, Alex, with the questions. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Questions. I want to guess what Ariel's would you rather, and I want her to guess what mine is, and then we'll see what they are. All right. Okay. I like it. That's cool. I like it. Nice twist. Yep, that's good. a good idea. All right, here we go. Question number one. Would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader? Dad's going to say breathe like Darth Vader. Uh, I don't even know what they do or how they sound. So <laughs> Not a Star Wars. By the way, and I was going to say because he doesn't know what Yoda sounds like. But you know I Darth couldn't tell Vader. you what Yoda sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know who they are. <laughs> All right. Star Trek. What would you say, Ariel? Probably Yoda. Not that I could do it. I just think he's like so cute, you know? <laughs> All right. Moving All right. on. Number two. This one's a little more general. We'll get an answer from both of you. Would you rather be forced to sing along or dance to every song you hear? We oh. both are going to say sing along. Yeah, both of us say sing along. You know, Ariel. We both no, you did it too. My dad did musical theater when he was growing up, and that's how he met my mother. Fun story. He was directing a show, and my uncle was in it, and that's how they met. But I also. Oh my God, that's why we all get along so well. I have I have a <laughs> musical theater background too. Ariel Ariel majored in musical. Ariel majored in theater, musical theater, theater. I just yeah, I don't know. And and then she went to London for Shakespearean theater. Ariel has been off Broadway, and she is. A singer and was on Saturday Night Live, backup singer for Adam Sandler, Eight Crazy Nights. Ariel is a professional singer, not dancer. <laughs> I love wow. to dance. You, I will. I'm the person on the dance floor the entire wedding. It's yes. not good, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Last question. This is an interesting one. Would you rather ask your ex or a total stranger for a favor? Oh. Um, Ariel would rather ask her ex because she's friends with all her exes. And, and I think my dad would rather ask a total stranger because he probably doesn't remember many of his exes. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a funny, that's a funny story. But um, yeah, my my wife was with you. No, the, I was in McDonald's wearing right. a shirt that had my last name embroidered on the front, and she and a woman came up and said. Dickowitz, your father is your father Danny? And we were like, Yeah. And my mom was there and she's like, You're the woman that bagged him. And we were like, Because oh. <laughs> he used to tell us stories that my, my dad's like, I'm not joining Facebook until you girls are 18. So I know if there are any kids running around out there that I don't know about, we're we're safe. <laughs> that was his story. <laughs> That's funny. Well, guys, yeah. we want to thank you for coming on the show today. That was uh Would You Rather presented by Gurkha Cigars. Uh, it was awesome to talk to you guys Thank today you. with, with the crazy circumstances, with, uh, with we Danny's travel, Abe's travel. We did. We did. So thank you so much, guys. Don't well, forget to go to smoking.com. Before you go, yep, I want to say thank you guys so much for having us. And thank you, Abe, who, you know, who's doing his thing in Chicago. If you get a chance, I want you guys, we did the same plate that Abe made when he was in kindergarten. We made. And when my parents, for my parents, for their 25th anniversary, my sisters and I bought the plate making kit and recreated those plates as adults. You guys need to go online and buy it and give it to Abe and, and have him try and redo the plate because it's one of our favorite oh, things to look at. Idea. And I think he would, I think he would enjoy it. And so thank you guys so much. Plates we use in the house though. We love those plates, <laughs> but they're not like, oh, not you can actually use them. Yeah. You just can't put them in the microwave or they'll crack. Yeah. That's but thank true. you guys so much for having us. This was an absolute blast. Uh, Paul, yeah, it, was, it was awesome. Boop, as always. Thank Arnell, you. You're fabulous. Hope to see you soon. 
Oh, well, your birthday. I'll be in the city Tuesday night celebrating your birthday. Nice. Yes, and there happy birthday go. to Paul. Yeah, happy birthday. And thank Paul. you. And let us know how we'll, the burgers we'll turn sure. out. I'm gonna I'm gonna check Absolutely. online yes. and see who wins that contest. We will uh we'll stop in to see you guys uh at the shop. Please do we'll bring well. you some conditions there for the summer. Oh, Absolutely. that would be delightful. Yeah. All right, guys. Until uh next week, keep it lit. <laughs>